It's going to be a fun show. You are watching us live on Utreon, of course. If you're not watching us live on Utreon, you got to watch us live so you can see actual guns. That's why we're over on Utreon, so we could throw guns up like this, you know. On YouTube, we can't do that. So on Utreon, we can. So if you're watching this later on YouTube, or even if you're listening on audio, you want to join us, go to Utreon.com and look for the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. That's the reason why we're over there. They are firearms friendly. All right, that being said, I do want to remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com. Uh, look around the site there. It is built by 2A Commerce. It's a brand new site, and things should be working uh uh, pretty well over there. Lola also spends a lot of time. There's deals on there. You can see all the different platforms we're on, etc. You can even listen to the podcast on there. So there you go. Um, we're we're going to be talking a little bit about Brownells tonight. So I got like, once you pop, you can't stop. I got my pull the Brownells t-shirt out of uh, out of the works. All right. So let me uh, get my, get my uh, guests loaded up in here. It's going to be a fun night. Um, I'm going to consider this my live birthday party since I'll hey, be turning, I'll be, I'll be turning 50 tomorrow. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So, uh, what are you breaking, Patrick? I, <laughs> he's uh, working on something. Oh, of Marley, course. Marley got her own helmet today. So I'm oh. setting it up. Oh, okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. We'll get it. I cannot believe that I actually convinced her. I'm pretty home. close to convincing mm. her to let me build her a set of dual tubes as well, but we're not quite there yet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but no, I got her I got her to let me get her a helmet. So we're we're yeah. there and she has a PVS seven, so Okay. We're making pro we're making good progress. Yeah, let's get the show kicked off. Everyone out there, smash the arrow up under the title of the video in Utreon. Smash that arrow up. Let me get this kicked off, and then everyone, you know, be mindful of the time down there. We've broken the show into 20-minute segments. I'll try to hit this uh, when we have, like, a minute, if I remember and if I see it. It's going to be fun. I haven't seen Josh in a while. Let's get all up in this. Welcome back to the Hank Strange Situation, Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Franklin Armory. Franklin Armory provides 100% U.S.-made firearms and awesome binary option triggers. Their focus and purpose is to provide freedom tools to all Americans, especially those in not-so-free states. So when you're in the market, please consider Franklin Armory. All right, so let's do this here. Let's throw everyone up in here. Let's get the uh, jazz hands popping. That's how you got to do this. Come on with the jazz hands. Let's get them going. <laughs> Kevin, Ke okay, Kevin is doing ja uh, jazz fists, jazz fists, which is it's cool. That's also acceptable. It's also acceptable. Um, yeah. This this is episode eight hundred and seventy seven of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Uh, the title is Life in Nicaragua. With Brownells, Josh Coburn, and Kevin Dixie of, of NOC, and of course, Babyface P of Babyface P Incorporated Universally. I just felt guilty for dipping out 30 minutes early last night, so I'm going <laughs> to at least fill in for some time tonight. Yeah, we're, we're guilting him. Plus, yeah. uh, who, like, you know, he's up anyway, not playing video games, working on this uh, helmet. So, yeah, I'd be sitting here <laughs> doing this anyway, so why not? Right, absolutely. All right, so I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. Um, let me see. So I don't 
I think we were talking about this a little bit in the in the background, and I don't know if you folks out there remember my friend Josh Coburn. He's been on here before. Um, uh, he works for Brownells, of course. You you you're like in social media at Brownells, or what exactly do you do now, at Brownells? Uh, same thing I've always done. Well, mm-hmm. not always done, but done the last like ten years. I handle all of the Brownells social media channels. So if you message Brownells. You're going to be talking to me. I usually try to introduce myself to new people's, but if uh, if you're not sure if I fail to do that on Brownells, it's me you're talking to. So, um, yeah, I handle all social media, uh, uh, some content creator relations, and all, all that kind of fun, great, exciting stuff. So, awesome, awesome, and also you uh, you're you're uh, a motivational writer, speaker. You know, um, obviously a tattoo and piercing aficionado, you know, a a cigar mogul. I was just about to say, clearly a cigar aficionado. Yeah. (laughs) I have heard the Nicaraguan and Dominican are on par, if not better, than Cubans nowadays. Uh Well... Let, let's be honest. If we're if we're already gonna kick off this way, I mean, Cubans are only Cuban cigars because they were embargoed for too many years, yeah. right? You couldn't get them. Mm-hmm. It was a big. But I mean, Nicaraguan cigars and in, in, in Esteli Nicaragua is like cigar mecca, truly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I may be partial, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, and he is, uh, um, you know, uh, I, you're okay with us talking about you living in Nicaragua, right? Yeah. yeah so I hear you you're living on a palatial estate or, um, uh, what is it? You know, I don't want to say plantation, but the word comes to mind. Right. <laughs> in no, um, Nicaragua. <laughs> what's called a cloud forest, technically, which is because of elevation. So often you wake up and the clouds are actually below our house on the mountain. Okay. okay. We're in the middle of a jungle uh, on a fully self-sustaining farm um, with the dogs, as you can hear. Right. Behind. <laughs> yeah, I left <laughs> out. I left. I left out dog rescuer. <laughs> The, well, the, sound, the sound of that dog does not match the pictures that I have seen on Instagram. Not, he, on like, he has more than one dog. Dogs. No, he's got yeah, more than one. Well, the, this dog is actually the the neighbor's dog. We we do have a couple of neighbors up here on the mountain, and it's their little little tiny dog that's uh, out and about. I guess this evening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we live on a fully self sustaining farm. Um, I mean, we have. Uh, chickens for eggs. We got cows. We have uh, we just all the Pelaboy. I don't know if you guys know what Pelaboy are, but they just uh, moved off the property for dry season because there's not enough crop for them to eat. But a Pelaboy, for those who aren't aware, are basically like a a sheep goat hybrid with a really long tail. Mm. Um, and I mean they would just graze in our front yard. But yeah, I mean there's you know fruit trees all over, mangoes, whatever, uh, mm-hmm. or sour. And then, uh, you know, crops are planted basically everywhere. So it's an unbelievable place to be if shit hits the fan, that's for sure. Right, <laughs> absolutely. I'll pull up a, um, I mean, I don't know if we're doing geography or whatever, but I'll pull up a, a map or something like that of Nicaragua. Um, so also so also joining us, obviously, is Kevin Dixie. Now, there's going to be people, Kevin, expecting to see you with cigars, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I heard you're on, you're 
cigar fasting? Well, I don't know what the hell's happening. What well, you're gonna well, have to explain man, first that to of all, me. Uh, well, it's not. So let me. The cigars aren't the problem. Cigars are never the problem. Let's make okay. it very clear. Um, but I, you know, it was a journey of mine over the last few years. I've given a lot of myself for a lot of different missions and uh, purposes and causes and things like that. And I ignored me. Right. Mm-hmm. I deprived myself of self-love, self-care, uh, self-importance in a lot of different ways. Um, and I just had to, to get back to um, respecting uh, the body the Lord gave me. So I have start eating better and, and getting back to where I used to be. So I'm giving the cigars a break just till I get through this first couple of phases of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll come back to them. But I'm not fasting from them. They're just, they have to sit by the wayside while I work on everything else. You know, I'm already, I've been out of uh, social media spot. I think the last time actually I did anything on the internet was when I uh, came on here when Roy was on for yeah. the uh, Brown S2A day. The 2A uh, when day, I was yeah. In St. Louis. Right, right, uh, which right. I would like to say was the most successful Brownells 2A Day event throughout the country. It looked fun. It looked fun. I know that. It looked, yeah. looked I'll, awesome. I'll give, my, I'll give my, my flex on. You know, yeah. over 200 people were less than a week notice. I'm just going to say we did what we did. <laughs> Respect. Um, Res- you know, but... Bow down uh, to the authority. <laughs> hey, this is, this is what I do. Uh, do Shout out to my team. Yeah. Lane St. Louis West really stepped in there. But, yeah. man, look, I, I just wanted to take care of myself. You know, it's mm-hmm. been... A couple of weeks since I've been doing this, I'm um, I'm looking at, you know, uh, what, about 16 and a half, 17 pounds that mm-hmm. I've gotten away from. Um, so I just want to keep on that path. But I'll be you're, back because I got a podcast to run. Shit. I got to get back did, to my did you say you're, Do you say you're down 16 or 17 pounds already? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's good. Awesome, oh, man. Good on you, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we can't hate on you for that, man. You know, so, no, no, no. so yeah, we're about to see really ripped and sexy Kevin Dixie. Is that what... Uh, all I'm saying Do we need is, to look, prepare man, ourselves? Uh, I was back at the, I've always uh, been a larger guy, but when I was with the PD, um, uh, Papa John's and Quick Trip and Jack in the Box and all the rest of those, <laughs> I, some of my something they used to give us all that free crap. Um, you know, I'm, really all carbs, you know, didn't know nothing about nutrition, you know. So at one point in my life, man, I ballooned up to uh, well over 400 pounds. Ooh. You know, just. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so when I saw that, mm. you know, when you've been through something traumatic, right? And you know mm. how whatever it is, and you see it starting to creep back up, you go, uh-uh, I'm not, nope. I'm yeah. not even, I don't even want to play in that field anymore. Mm-hmm. So I was like, before I even get into a danger zone, which I'm not, but before we even get close to pushing up to that 375, 400 mark and all those crazy numbers, I got to bring this thing back to perspective. I'm a guy that I'm, I sit comfortable right around 240 is where I'm, I look good, I feel good, I'm strong. Right mm-hmm. around 240, 235 is even a little bit too low. So I'm just, um, I'm going there. When I, when I looked at the scale and saw that that joker was flirting with 300, I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not going to uh, die because of weight. I'm not going to um, not be able to do uh, Second Amendment firearms advocacy and shooting and teaching people because of it. I'm not going to not be able to run around with my kids. I'm not going to not want to wear the clothes I want to wear. And I want to live long and healthy man so that's what it was about it's like mm-hmm. let me take a break let me get this stuff back under control let me get to a rhythm and then i'll get back to all my um my things that i enjoy including my cigars because that's the hard part right now screw the food i don't care nothing about no damn doritos the fact that i can't have a cigar that i have is really making me mad but i'll be all right i digress yeah, yeah. I digress. no it's up, good face? I stay healthy yeah what's up patrick how's it going great here 
Uh, not not a whole lot. Things are going well here. Uh, yeah. We finally. Uh, Hank, did you get some? Did you get a little bit of rain out your way today? Uh, it was cloudy here. I don't think there was really. Oh, we any kind we of rain. finally got two small showers this afternoon, and the pollen dropped from the trees. It mm-hmm. it's like yellow sidewalk chalk mm-hmm. out in the driveway. Uh, but thank God it's not in the air because my sinuses can't take it for another week. Oh, okay. So you yeah, you're feeling a lot better. Um, oh, much much better. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Brian. Quick, I just feel like I need to get this in there. And feel free to ask any questions you you guys have. Brian Quick says, "Stop eating seed oils. You store them in your testicles." <laughs> Damn, that went what? left. <laughs> I didn't expect <laughs> that. Seed oils. Okay, what wow. what has seed oils in it? <laughs> and and uh, I mean, like how? What is the capacity of my testicles to yeah, carry these seed it- oils? <laughs> Can I can I bulk? Like if I eat a lot of seed oils, can I walk around with like a massive sack? <laughs> Might have to take it slow so it stretches unless you got Yeah, it. no, you can't yeah, you don't want to get you don't want to get stretch marks on it. You want it to right. fill out fully. Yeah. Are you trying to do some kind of body modification deliberately body modification to get big through nuts? seed oil? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it, the the I, program is called Nuts for My Nuts. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what has seed oils in it? I'm I, I'm just curious. Probably. I mean, everything. Everything, right? Yeah, everything. I, I don't know, but I, especially in the U.S., I feel like everything is filled with everything else. So mm-hmm. I, I'm googling yeah. right now. Yeah, let's. Uh, but let's jump right into that. You know, since we got you here, Josh. Um, like life in Nicaragua. I mean, you're, let me see. I want to pull up obviously on the map. You guys, let's see here. If I could share, you guys are very close to Honduras, which, um, I spent some, I spent, I spent like about two weeks, I think in Honduras and it was awesome. So you guys are right there. Are you, how far are you from Managua? Are you close? Uh, We're south of Managua. I actually live about 40 minutes from the Costa Rican border. If you see Lake Nicaragua, which is just to the right, yep. Um, Mm. We live kind of right along that that borderline. You see all the roads kind of coming off of, uh, well, San Juan del Sur. There's our city. You can see it right there. Oh, there you go. Oh, cool. And uh, you, you see Ometepe Island right there. Those yeah. are that's that's a volcanic island. Those are two um, volcanic volcanoes that make up that island. Mm-hmm. And you can actually see that from our property, which oh, is pretty sweet. awesome. Yes. Yeah, we just hiked up a little farther, and we can look at the damn volcanoes. Both our dogs that passed away are buried, so they're facing those volcanoes to watch the sunrise every day. That's so it's cool. okay. it's pretty yeah. beautiful here. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, Sorry about the loss of your of your dogs. You know, I remember when that uh, happened to you guys. I know that was tough. It was tough for me when I lost my dog, man. Uh, I don't even yeah. want any more dogs because of that. You can ask Pat. Patrick had to deal with me it's, in that mode. It wasn't fun. It's so worth the 14 or so years you get out of them just for that little bit of pain that you have to go through. It's 100, 100. I'm saying that now because I haven't had to put my dog down since I was like 18. But yeah. Well yep. worth it. Well worth that. Mm-hmm. I feel it. Uh, we, we, uh, we, well, I mean, we brought Jake, our service dog, with us, our huge Doberman, mm-hmm. and he he had what we think was a stroke and, and passed away suddenly. And mm-hmm. we rescued a totally emaciated dog here mm-hmm. with 
expectation, of course, you're going to make it better, but he was just too far gone. So we gave him the best month of his life, mm-hmm. which was probably the most heart-wrenching thing ever. Mm-hmm. And here, everything's much more raw. We can't run the pups to a local veterinarian and have mm-hmm. them cremated. You have two hours before you dive them in the ground. It's mm-hmm. up to you to find that place and start digging the hole. So it's, it's a little more brutal here. Uh, it's not... Uh, well, it's just not, it's not hidden from you, you know, that kind of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let me just show you guys, if you want to see uh, stuff that's going on with Josh, uh, Joshua Coburn. Um, I think you switched this around because it used to be Coburn Josh or something, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, here, it's always been Joshua Coburn. One of my uh, other associates had it, had it swapped because it was taken. Oh, um, uh, okay. Now, now they're all Joshua Coburn, thankfully. Whoever it was abandoned it, and, yes. and I took it over. But, yes. but yeah, thank you for, for throwing that out there. For, yeah, for yeah. those that care, yeah, Joshua you, Coburn, Google it, you'll find me. Yes, I mostly I mostly look to see when there's pictures of Sin going up on there. And then I'll go right, over. Yeah. I'll go over and just look at sin stuff from that point. I mean, you know. yeah, it's better uh, off. <laughs> it's much better to look at. I yeah. I can tell weird, and that's about it. Um, is this this is in your backyard, right? This picture right here. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. I guess technically it would be our front yard. Front but, yard. Uh, oh, yeah. excuse what? Okay, well, Kevin yeah, Dixie, I know you're seeing this right here, right? When it when a dude has a pool in his front yard. That is some like you know. Well, that's uh, gangster uh, right there. That's gangster. I don't know. Is, it, it's it's is Kevin balling. frozen? I don't know if he's. Oh, he's there. No, yeah. I'm not frozen. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. I'm well, sure I'm you guys are aware mm-hmm. of the, the the dollars and cents difference between America and and the the, the U.S. dollar and the Nicaraguan Cordoba. There's mm-hmm. quite a bit of difference. So you know, yeah. the, the dollar goes a little farther here. Yeah, I think. Um, I was looking this up, man. Um, I think the average yearly salary for just a regular person in Nicaragua is something like three hundred and forty bucks. Uh, the the average monthly I know tends to run around two hundred bucks. So I don't know. Oh, okay. So it's probably okay. Yeah, I don't know what it'd be yearly. Um, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, poverty is a real thing here. Um, Mm -hmm. but. As you guys also know, um, with that comes a lot of freedom, and the mm-hmm. people are absolutely wonderful. That whole thing about, you know, those who have less tend to give more is absolutely the truth. The community and people here are the best fucking humans mm-hmm. ever. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I always, and I don't know what I don't know what Kevin or Patrick thinks about this, and I think you and I have talked about it, Josh. I think everyone in America, at some point in their life should actually go live not just visit live outside of america someplace you know and just enjoy or learn all the different things i think there's some some good things and there's some very different things from what life is like in america i think it would benefit people to do that yeah i will not argue any part of that i mean yeah the things that you can learn by being in this country are so vast Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's looking at the U.S. from the outside, looking at the media from the outside, looking at the politics from the outside, all the way down to 
you know, going to the grocery store to shop, you know, that's vastly different here. You're mostly going to markets and buying from the people who grow food right out of the gardens, you know, mm -hmm. and if you want meat, chances are good that cow's not been gone for more than a couple of days. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're supporting individual families here as opposed to corporations and, and things like that, mostly. Yeah. The food tastes different. Um, you know, I, I actually remember when, so like we, when I, I was born in Guyana and then we went to live in England, but in England, I was kind of sick. I had this like, I was like severely constipated and my parents couldn't do anything about it. I just like, I forgot what it's called, but the muscles in my stomach was just locking everything up. Um, mm -hmm. and they could not figure out what to do about that. And we went to live in Nigeria and uh, eating like mangoes and guavas and papa and all that. Yeah. And <laughs> that loosened you right up, I bet. <laughs> that went right away. <laughs> like I came out of I came out of Nigeria after living there for three years, feeling like a superhero. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the food makes a big difference. Let me let these guys ask questions. I don't know if uh, like either. Uh, if Babyface has questions or Kevin no, Dixie. No, I don't have anything in particular. I'm just, yeah. just interested in the stories. Yeah, Kevin, well, you I, got... I do. I do. Yeah. Josh, what, what, what led you to, 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 to make that kind of move, man? Like, what inspired you to do that? Well, um, a couple things. I had always wanted to live in kind of a, a developing locale of some sort just because true freedom exists in those places. Yes, the government maybe doesn't care, so much about its people in the same ways or, or you know, appear to care. Um, but the benefits are that if I want to, you know, build a shed on my property or plant a tree in my backyard, I don't have to get, you know, uh, have a guy come out and inspect. I don't have to wait three weeks for an approval from the HOA and then the city and all the things. I can just plant a goddamn tree. And that kind of freedom is hugely important to me. And on top of that, um, moving to a place like this allows uh, the kids to grow in ways they wouldn't otherwise grow, see things that we wouldn't otherwise see. Like I said, I mean, we can walk up to the top of the hill and see a volcano. Like, it's Jurassic Park shit, and it's crazy. Um, so all that factored in, but I originally had planned on Baja, Mexico, but uh, Nicaragua came up because we were visiting, and just fell in love with Nicaragua itself, fell in love with the people. I mean, most wonderful people on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. And on top of that, cigars, right? This is the Mecca for cigars and cigar factories. So, um, and, and weirdly, you can't really get cigars here because they're all exported, which makes sense. You know, I mean. Walther Arms has been making concealed carry handguns for over 90 years, starting with the PPK. Today, Walther is based in the good old US of A and still builds quality firearms like the PPQ and PDP for personal defense and competition. So when you're in the market, please consider Walther Arms. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Walther Arms. Okay, that's totally my bad. I did not even see the countdown. <laughs> Um, hit there. Yeah, yeah we cut. You got cut off. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Yeah, to to kind of wrap that thought up. Um, so you know, cigars are a big deal in our life just because we love cigars and cigar culture, and to have that so close was a big deal too. It wasn't mm -hmm. anything beyond that. You know, we have access to 
friends that own a factory, so we knew we'd have access to cigars anyway. Um, so, you know, wrap all that up in a nice package and you have a, a pretty awesome place to be for sure. Yeah. So do that's, you, I guess, the, the long answer. Are, do you own a cigar company now? This is what I heard. I heard you're yeah. a cigar mogul now. Tell us about uh, that. Mogul. Yeah. Um, yes. Know. And uh, when will you be sponsoring all of us, really, is my question after that. But go ahead. <laughs> so. I don't know. <laughs> so, no, I don't. Uh, maybe, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we, my wife and I now own uh, Dissident Cigars, which is an Oveja Negra uh, brand, which Oveja Negra is known for black label trading company cigars, as well as Blackworks, Emilio, and of course. Yeah. Does that mean old black? Uh, Oveja Negra, it's actually yeah. black sheep. Black sheep. Okay. Right. Yeah. So how fitting, right? Like okay. it's, it's cool. the perfect yeah. brand, the perfect company. Yeah. And Sweet. funny enough, it just kind of evolved after we got here. It wasn't the intent on mm -hmm. moving here. Um, but when we kind of heard about the opportunity and it was presented to us, we already loved all the cigars from that brand. It was the primary brand that we smoked anyway. Mm -hmm. And to be offered a spot kind of on the roster, so to speak, we you can't say no. To us, it's like you know getting getting offered a you know a starting spot on the yankees or you know some shit so mm -hmm. it's you know it's a big deal to us so yeah congratulations we, we're now thank you yeah we're now in 120 lounges across the u.s and growing already so you know if you if you need this event you can order online at various mm -hmm. lounges or pick them up you know mm -hmm. at your local uh brick and mortar for sure yeah kevin is the uh cigar expert here um I've only smoked a cigar up up until you. I would have been able to say to people, I never smoked. Uh, I've never smoked anything. But Josh uh, basically bamboozled me into uh, smoking a cigar because he almost killed me one time. And I told him, I was like, dude, if I survive this craziness that you got me into, then I will smoke a cigar. Which we were like, what were we like uh, climbing around in mountains in Utah or something? something crazy uh yeah yeah yes we were and uh yeah. i'll tell you the way that was pitched to me and what we got were two different things so my <laughs> okay. intent was not to everybody my <laughs> oh. intent was to have a nice leisurely hike and rappel down some cool cliffs and get some good good photos but holy shit did we ever get a, a hell of a walk right <laughs> yeah i was uh, after that i was like yeah i'm not i don't want josh to plan any trips <laughs> i mean see, i'm not even kidding like that we like the folks told us if you guys can't walk out of this place we have to medevac you that was yeah, the only way crazy. out yeah that's where we went to <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome to the experience i'm sorry yeah. for the experience <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh go ahead kevin did you want to do a follow-up on that um, no, not really. I mean, I just I can appreciate a man that, that enjoys a, a nice cigar. So um, that's always a, a great thing. I don't I don't I don't like the term expert, though, Hank, uh, you know, aficionado. What should we call aficionado you? Aficionado is a good one. But it, yeah. it's funny because I've been watching people argue about that word, too. So that, that's, uh -huh. that's real aficionado. Okay. Um, but what mm -hmm. I will say is um, I've been at this about I don't know, about uh, six years now. Um, and it is an enjoyable experience, I think, for. For people that are looking for something to do to en enjoy that's relaxing. And that's what drew me to cigars. Uh, when my, uh, who, who, who recently passed away, when my, my uh, stepfather took me to have my first cigar, 
um, he took me to a place called Brennan's in St. Louis, where I'm from. And we went in there and, you know, doing what I've been doing for so many years from the, from, you know, the law enforcement stuff to the advocacy stuff, all this stuff is always every every day, even community outreach every day is like drama and trauma and death is involved. And, you know, I was just telling him, I was like, man, I'm looking for a place of peace and Zen. And he was like, gotcha, let's go. Right. And we rolled around a corner, went into this place called Brennan's. And he was like, you're going to have a cigar today. I had never smoked anything in my life. I've never smoked weed. I don't smoke cigarettes. So he's like, nope, you're going to, let's, let's have a cigar. Trust me. And I, I remember we picked out a cigar and went, I went and sat down and he was showing me how to cut them, how to light them, how to punch them, whatever I wanted to do. And I lit a cigar and it was like 15 minutes later, complete strangers just started coming over talking to me. Right. Just start saying, hey, how are you? You know, they could tell I was new to smoking. You can always pick up. You can point out a newbie. Yeah, they're, they're easy to spot, right? Uh-oh. So they're like, hey, just want to let you know, you know, we, we see over here struggling, but you're welcome. You know, this is the way you can smoke it better and blah, 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 blah. And he kind of let them just intermingle with me. And I looked around and I was like, all these people look at, they look at such peace. Like they're just enjoying their cigars. They're talking about their days at work. You can see some people in their business suits. There were some guys in there you can tell are like more laborious type workers, you know what I mean? But everybody was the same when they were in a cigar bar. You know, everybody just talked about life and sports or there was even conversations about politics, but nobody was yelling at each other. Right. It was just nice and relaxed. So I actually start smoking cigars because I like the people that smoke cigars. I was like, if, if this is my ticket to get around this kind of people and these kind of conversations in this kind of environment, I'm with it. And I noticed in every every since. When I want Zen and I want peace and I want a good time and I don't want to have to like go out to a regular club and risk getting shot, I just go to cigar bar mm. and sit back, relax, have a good time. So then I started dwelling into cigars and it went from having one to now I actually have a humidor and I got all these these jokers <laughs> and various pipes in my hands and you know all that nice. good old jazz. But no, man, it's fun. Now I'm going to ask uh, since we're on the subject of cigars for a moment, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask uh, Josh a question. Um, and I have my own answer, but I want to know what your answer is. For the virgin smoker, all right, and I've been going around and around about this. For the virgin smoker, we, I understand you take darks off the table, right? I don't think that's ever a good idea. Like, I wouldn't give a virgin smoker one of these Cohiba Blacks, for example, right? That's probably not a good idea. Uh, but what, what is your go-to um, uh, when it comes to virgin smokers? Because I see a lot of them are gearing toward more of the flavored cigars like this little guy, the acid dips, the Cubas and stuff like that? Or do you go with a straight, you know, light wrap, uh, Connecticut style? Like, what, what's your go-to? Well, um, firstly, I agree with everything you said about cigar lounges, et cetera, because that's exactly how I got into cigars as well. And that's, I can give you that story because it involves Ryan Rep. And for those of you that know Ryan, it's, it's a pretty funny story. But um, regardless of that, to answer your question directly, um, I think you're right. You know, you don't want to go too heavy because obviously that can be a problem. Um, but I tend to not lean toward flavored only because uh, unless they just are really like, I want to try it. And I think flavored's my ticket, then sure. If that's, if that's the way to get people in, I mean, acid's the number one selling cigar for a reason, right? It's, it's a gateway for sure. Uh, so regardless of what my opinion is, um, that's, that's the winner anyway. So data says that that's the one, but to that end, I would prefer suggesting 
a much more smooth, mild, billowy cigar um, in probably a Connecticut or, I mean, if, if it's more of a medium because of the wrapper or binder, as long as kind of the filler is, is pretty mild and smooth, I, I would, I'd be okay suggesting that as well. But I, I tend to fall in the, the not flavored category when I'm suggesting something to someone simply because it is my opinion that most of those are higher quality and not as mass produced. So they're going to get a better, more enjoyable smoke out of it and understand what cigar smoking is kind of all about. It's because, I mean, you know, as well as I do, if you start with an acid or, you know, something flavored after a month or so of smoking something like that, you end up moving on pretty quickly anyway. Hmm. Yeah, and that that was um, I'm glad to actually hear you say that. That was one of my the things that I was going back and forth with one of my um one of my buddies about was the fact that hey, you know, the thing is if if you start someone off with an acid, you know, or a flavor, and unless they to your point, unless they absolutely are, you know, hey, no, this is where I want to go. But if you have an option and they're open to it, I don't like starting them off there because I think it kind of ruins what a cigar is supposed to be. And they they become they start to think that, oh, it's always gonna smell like uh, cherries, and I was arguing with one of my, my 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 friends who now smokes cigars regularly. I was like, "You will learn to love the smell of leather over yeah. cherries <laughs> and blueberries and all that kind of stuff." Like, what do you mean? You can't smell leather and you can't smell nuts. I'm like, "Well," and that was a whole joke in that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, let me tell you, <laughs> you absolutely can, right? And then she understood, because I'm like, I don't want to get you spoiled thinking it's going to smell like... You get some oil in those nuts, you'll definitely time. smell you know it. You know what I mean? Uh, so I just, <laughs> I always find it interesting to ask other guys that are, that are into the game, uh, you know, what they what they do. Yeah. Let me ask Babyface, because Babyface is actually uh, partially Cuban. Have you ever smoked a cigar, man? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, I, okay. um, It's been a long time. I... Also tried a couple years ago. Tried getting into pipe smoking, and it's uh, it, it's one of those things that if you don't have somebody kind of showing you the ropes, it has like guns or watches or anything else. You don't have somebody that's like suggesting things to you, or you don't have somebody to sit down and chat and smoke with. Then it's it's sitting. It's not. It's less fun for me to go sit on the back porch and smoke a cigar than it is to be in like a group setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I never got into it heavily because. I just don't have a friend group that smokes a lot of cigars. Okay. Um, but I'm not opposed to it. I, I like uh, you give me a cigar and whiskey. I'm I'm good with it. I like the I like the taste of uh, of burnt burnt oak in a in a glass. So mm. it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, that's interesting. I always found so as a kid, I always found the uh, pipe. You know, like that's something that stuck in my mind. I remember as a kid having uncles that uh, smoked a pipe, and there was—I don't know what the thing is—but there's a very distinctive smell of one of those uh, pipe that's, flavors. That's there's that's kind of why I wanted to get into it. Is there's mm-hmm. a there's almost it's similar with cigars where there's almost like a uh, a ritual to it because you have to pack it, you, and there's a lot of skill uh-huh. that goes into it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just never, I never made the connection with anybody that could show me the rope. So I mm-hmm. kind of, I have a pipe in the pack mm-hmm. and sitting downstairs and I never could get into it. Oh, okay. You guys also, uh, smoke, uh, do the pipe stuff or I see flying rich says I smoke alone or with KD. Hmm. I don't know about that. KD. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, me and, me and Richard, me and Richard had a, had a, a still uh-huh. sitting on a, a patio on an Airbnb. Uh-huh. Um, the, uh pipe is something that i am 
I only tried it once. I'm still new to it. Actually, shouts out to Roy with Brownells because he's the one that actually mm. at Brownells. He's yeah. the one that actually uh, was like, <laughs> yo, uh, try this pipe out. So he sat outside, took his time. He brought this, like, this whole kid over. And I'm like, OK, let's get it. OK, what's going on? Because, uh-huh. uh, you know, where, when you I didn't watch people smoke pipes. Well, I did, but they were they were called crack pipes. So it was a little different. And I'm mm. like, all right. So now we're going to um, we're going to enjoy this thing. I did like it. Um, it was nice. It was different. The only thing that I still have to figure out is why it made me spit so much. Like I kept getting this absorbent amount of saliva in my mouth mm. and I had, kept having mm. to spit, which then took away from just enjoying the experience. So I got to figure uh, that mm-hmm. part out. But I don't mm-hmm. mind. Here's, it, yeah, there, when it comes to pipes, there's a whole lot like keeping the keeping your your ash or your char lit and keeping the temperature right and there's like a ton that goes into it it is something i would love to get into more because it's very it it seems like it'd be a very cathartic thing to just sit in the back porch Mm -hmm. as the sun goes down and smoke a pipe uh but i I had a hard time getting into it by myself being completely Mm -hmm. alone yeah have you ever gotten into this josh i'm i'm with with uh kd over there like Roy is the man on so many damn levels. Those of mm-hmm. you who know Roy understand this. Um, the, the the master of nearly everything. And he had piqued my interest in pipe smoking. I love the idea of it. I, I just seriously, I've never done it. And we have talked about it on numerous occasions. But, you know, I can also just pull out a cigar and light it and sit there while he smokes the pipe. <laughs> and I can do that too. I, I, it almost feels like cigars are just an easier option because you have – if you go to a good cigar shop, you've got tons of options. You've got whatever you want to smoke, uh, whatever flavors you want to go for, and you don't have to like – you don't have to clean the pipe. You don't have to tend to it. You don't have to pack it. It's just like mm-hmm. get a good light going, and it will stay lit for a while. So yeah. even right. cigars are, are a little simpler. Even though I don't smoke, I like for example, I grew up with my uh, – both of my parents – uh, like I've seen my mom smoking a pipe, uh, cigarettes, um, and, and my dad see, smoked I, I, weed since I like before I was born. So that I, was one I of the first smells I remember. Yeah. My dad was smoking weed on a regular. Uh, I think cigarettes are kind of disgusting, but the, the mm-hmm. smell of cigar smoke and pipe smoke is, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something really, it, it just, it hits the palate. Well, it smells good to me. I, I like that smell of like old yeah. leather, uh, oak barrels, like that, all of that together. I feel like I'm in The Hobbit or something like that when I'm hanging out with people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, those smells and being in a lounge, like, I don't know, there's something inherently, um, I don't know, like, uh, swanky is the the wrong yeah. word. but It's true, it's, you feel classy. Mm. Yeah, classy is a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. And to the point made earlier, when you're around individuals that are smoking pipes or cigars, you I learned more in my first couple of years in a cigar shop than I learned about business in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And had I known at 18, I would have been smoking cigars right away. But for the knowledge alone, but it's it's that that drew me to it initially and why I love it so much today. So yeah. I'm I'm right there with you. The smell, the the feeling. The, the nostalgia every time you have a cigar of those moments, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It, it may seem silly to, to those that don't enjoy cigars or pipe smoking, but 
man, there's something absolutely inherently wonderful about it. Yeah, Cruise Man says pipe tobacco tobacco reminds me of my grandpa, and it does add, it does See, add to the occasion and give it layers. That's what that's everybody has that feeling. They're like, yeah, it reminds me of my grandfather, reminds me of my uncle, mm-hmm. and it's like, but don't don't you want to like harness that and be like, you're taking it on to the next generation. That's well, how it, I. Feel. Yeah, it's almost. It, it, I mean, it reminds me of when, like, I think Kate. One of you guys, I think it was KD, was saying it that there was a time when people used to sit down and get together, and you know people would be drinking and smoking and playing dominoes or playing chess mm-hmm. and, yeah, and talking, yeah. and we could talk about anything. We, you know, we could be on completely different sides, and people wouldn't be fighting. They would just it would just be like a community. <laughs> Maybe that's what I miss about. Yeah. The old days. <laughs> yeah. And I think, if I'm but, not mistaken, the three of us, did we hang out in Texas that time? Because I think Brownells did something at a cigar bar in Texas one year yeah, for that was, something. Um, that was, uh, uh, I think that was 17 in Ram uh, in Dallas, I think. Yeah. Correct. So I think, uh, yeah, I think the three of us were there for that. Now that, because when you guys are talking about all of this, it's all coming back to my brain. <laughs> yeah, we were just hanging out, and I, I, I didn't smoke anything or anything like that. But it does remind me of being like with my people, with my family, and everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's doing their thing, and everyone's welcome. You know, so yeah. Man, I tell you Absolutely. what, I was just at um event, and I spoke at an event a couple weeks ago in um, uh, uh, Camden, Tennessee, over at SOE John Willis's spot, mm-hmm. and this this wonderful uh festival thing that he puts on about um a self-reliance and not relying on the government and living off the grid and knowing how to take care of yourself and your family is great they brought me there to speak about um uh, the political um leverage that's being used when it comes to race and how race is being used to divide us and things like that right but that it's not the point of what i'm saying i was walking around um and i was having a cigar right and you know, I'm around, I'm the only black dude out of 200 people. Well, with one black woman there, but I'm literally the only black dude. 200 people, uh, they're doing their thing. And I'm walking around and I'm smoking a cigar. And, you know, a couple of people, they weren't, nobody was looking at me mean, but a couple of people were like, oh, like I, you can, I can kind of tell they like, I want to engage with this dude because he's the unicorn in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I had three cigars in my pocket on purpose, mm-hmm. on purpose. And I was smoking mm-hmm. and you hear people making comments like, Oh, man, it smells good. And that was their icebreaker to mm-hmm. try to see if we can engage in conversation. Right. And so as soon as they would say that, I'll be like, oh, you indulge. Oh, yeah, I forgot mine. No, you didn't. Here's yours. I, I brought it for you. Right. And, mm-hmm. and light them up right on the spot. And next thing you know, it's 15, 20 minutes of the ice is broken and we're just chopping it up. We're just talking. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I did that several times. And and cigars, I can do that on my own. But a cigar it just allows that because I will never forget once my uh, my sister said to me she was like have you ever noticed you've never seen people and I'm gonna say this quick so I know the time is quick now mm-hmm. you've never seen people fight while eating a chocolate chip cookie Maybe <laughs> over Walter was saying cookie. that last night that's so funny uh-huh. right they never yeah. fight while eating the chocolate chip cookie so right. I'm like right and that's like you know what people never fight I've never seen people have a nasty fight while enjoying a cigar so it's like, you know, anytime somebody seems nervous or seems standoffish, I will. I'll offer them a cigar. And normally if they smoke, that calms them down and you can just sit and be human and, and relate to each other. So cigars are powerful as hell, man. They really yeah, are. A- absolutely. Uh, it's funny. Walter was saying that. We'll be right back after this break. 
We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Barnul Ammo. Barnul has a wide range of reliable, quality steel case ammo for small game, large game, target shooting, and self-defense. They've got the classics like 7.62 and 5.45, as well as 9mm all the way up to 308. Subsonic as well. So when you're in the market, please consider Barnul Ammo. Yeah, it's so weird. Walter, uh, last night uh, when we were getting off the air, his words of wisdom were that people should sit down over cookies and talk stuff out. And I was like, what? I don't know. It didn't jog to me until you just said that, Katie. Um, yeah, that that is. Yeah, it's very important. So so tell us, Josh, um, just to bring this whole cigar thing back around to, Brunette, to Brownells, you were mentioning... Um, you know, you were mentioning Ryan. It is really part of kind of like a culture thing over there, right? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny, and it's probably Ryan's fault. Uh, mm-hmm. He and I, he was my travel right, wife for years, mm-hmm. and why? I mean, he's he's a oh, he's not. He's out oh, he, yeah, they, he's not kidding. Yes, yeah, yeah, they, um, yeah. They were and, definitely uh, married. They were definitely married there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We used to travel all the time, and, and he would always want to go to cigar bars or lounges and work in the morning before an event in the evening or production that we were shooting or whatever. So we'd go, and I would work. He would have a cigar, and that was that. But Adrian from Cigars and Guns, who you guys probably know, mm-hmm. uh, also a wonderful dude, suggested, he's like, dude, if you have a cigar in a lounge, it will change everything about the experience. It'll change your life. And I talked to Ryan a bit about that, and he was like, yeah, dude, it will, I'm telling you. And ultimately, I did have my first cigar, and then my first cigar in a lounge, same thing happened to me as KD is, you know, I'm smoking the cigar, and dude sits down, asks what I'm smoking, asks where I'm from, and often running in conversation with a total stranger. And it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's been that way ever since. Where, where was that, if you don't mind uh, sharing that with um, us? My, my first cigar ever was actually on the cross-country road trip with you. That's what um, I was thinking, yeah. That was fun. We were, I think, yeah. We were blazing across Louisiana or something like that, going somewhere, or maybe Alabama, hell, I don't know. Yeah. And uh, that's where I first had a cigar. But my first cigar in a lounge uh, actually was that uh, Iowa Cigar Lounge, which was my home lounge. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, that makes total sense. But – since that kind of happened, Ryan, myself, Roy, who also is a cigar guy, um, we just started smoking cigars everywhere we went when we were together, not at events. And then we'd see people at events smoking cigars, and they would do the same thing. They'd offer us one. We'd, of course, break the ice, start talking, smoke a cigar. So now now even Brownells at events generally has Brownells cigars, Brownells mm-hmm. branded cigars. So it is a culture thing because it builds friendship. If mm-hmm. somebody you've never talked to ever is on the other side of the room and they're kind of giving you the eye because you're smoking a cigar, walk over, hand them a Brownell cigar. Mm-hmm. They're not going to forget that first meeting, and that's such a yeah. different thing. And mm-hmm. I don't know that anybody did it, and it mm-hmm. was kind of an accident, but that's just how it ended up. You know, It's yeah. just what we do. I mean, how badass can you be? And forgive me, some people might get mad at me for saying this, but how badass can you be while you're doing something phallic? because it it maybe suggests some deep psychological need for that right but uh Um, you know uh, i mean uh you can talk that right uh, i I do there's a lot of people that 
may own that pretty deeply and be totally mm-hmm. fine with it because mm-hmm. they'll kick your ass. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. By the way, Brian Quick says almost all the time cookies have uh, seed oils. He said almost all the time cookies have sta- uh, seed oils. He says we could talk over a steak. <laughs> Ah, well, steaks are good too now. Hey, I yeah. Mean, I mean, all these things pair together, line, right? But... Yeah, yeah, right. Cigars, steaks, bourbon. Yeah, mm. you, you know? know. Hey, man, it's these are the things that. And look, I'm a fire starter uh, in a, in a lot of different ways, right? But I tell everybody, like, nothing that I ever do or say is meant to be taken personal. I'm doing things, saying the things, and. Mm-hmm. taking the actions that I'm taking because I want the world to be a better place, as corny as that might sound. And I want people to to, to, to kind of see the efforts and the changes we need to make in the, in the, in the world, mm-hmm. especially in our country. But at the same time, none of this stuff is personal. And one thing that I, that I find enjoyable is when, you know, somebody that's seen, you know, one of my talks or whatever or see me on social media and they get to talk to me in person like, man, I really thought that you were an asshole, but you're pretty nice. I'm like, yeah, dude, any, anywho, what are we eating? Break bread, right? Mm-hmm. Are we drinking? Have a nice, clean spirit together or have a cigar? And all those worries go away. Most people that have sat across from me at, at certain events or certain gatherings or certain conventions, and once they do one of those three things, I will either have a conversation, break bread, have a drink, or have a cigar. The, the outcome is totally different. I'm like, I would like for people, and maybe I'm going to p- pick on men in particular right now, I would like for men, anytime you even think you have a disagreement with somebody, and have one of those three engagements. Break bread, have a drink, have a cigar. Do something like that because it's really, really hard to not calm yourself down and really listen to the person sitting opposite of you when you're in those modes. Because that's, that's realistically who we should be, right? We can, we can fight all the time over BS, or we can have discussions that actually lead to fruit. And if we need one of these you know, um, catalyst to, to get us through it, then so be it. Yeah. Let's get into some Gorn stuff here for a minute, since that's the section that we're in. What is the, what is the, uh, what is the gun situation in Nicaragua? Someone was asking before. So let's start with Josh on that. What's uh, up with, well, uh, as one would guess, there are no guns for civilians unless you own a business, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, we own a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, that's for protection, obviously. I mean, it comes all the way down to, like, you're not technically supposed to carry, like, a machete in your mm-hmm. vehicle or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, for the most part, that's all a no-go. So, that's that's a situation. Of course, they don't have, you know, the Second Amendment or any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, we're in a place that, uh, you know, is, is very peaceful at this time. Um, obviously, hasn't always been. We all are aware of, of the history of this country. But uh, or live through at least the news reports of the history of this country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's there's a lot of things that maybe people uh, 10 years older than me that were really concerned about us moving here. But it's not what it once was. So, you know, it's, it's different. The culture is different. Uh, the need for protection is different. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't protect themselves or any of those things. I'm not, you know not knocking two way because obviously it's part of my livelihood and I love it and I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't. Um, but it's, it's just very interesting. Culture lends itself to a certain thing and it's part of the fabric of America. So it's just, it's a whole different mindset here. It's not even considered by 
locals. They don't even think about it. You see the national police, you just bump them if they stop you and ask for, you know, your, your registration or whatever on your car and, you know, you go about it. Nobody's, you know, it's not an issue. It's not a thing that people even think about or talk about. Okay, so but there are guns. I'm assuming there's still guns. There's still bad oh, guys still I mean, have guns. Uh, well, who knows? The government. I don't know whether we would consider them the good guys. I probably wouldn't. Uh, in, in terms of like in crime here, it's so low that you don't hear about it hardly at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's 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 very interesting. The whole um, debate about firearms in in countries outside of America, especially Latin America, it's just, it's weird. It's, that's the best way I can describe it because it's such a foreign concept to, to everybody here. Like it's not yeah. even a thing you talk um, about. Well, I mean, I think that we're dealing with the government has guns for sure, right? And, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And a, and a lot of times you come across uh, governments in that part of the world that believe that they should have guns, but the people necessarily shouldn't have guns. Part of it is kind right. of like programming, you know? So, I mean, I, I was born in Guyana. I left there when I was five. My parents grew up there and they were afraid of guns, but there's guns there. And I think that's just uh, conditioning from the government that it's not something for the people. And then obviously, you know, people forget about it. Like you're saying, right. they don't, don't necessarily think about it. Um, mm-hmm. Until the need arises, yeah. Right. Yep. And and that's an absolute fact. Yeah. You, and I'm not. I'm not. Too. Yeah. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. Um. To to like beat you up or anything like that because I think I understand why why you went to live there. Uh. Why like I know I've known you for long enough to know that it, you know it's an important thing for you to do and like I said I think it's a it's a powerful thing for people to do and experience. Um. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird because I'm kind of coming from the reverse thing, right? I was always into guns, just being a kid. You know, those mm-hmm. are things that I was always attracted to. Um, but I I kind of had that same feeling too, you know, until I came to live in America. Like, oh, this is like a special thing, and it's not for me. But now life has completely switched around for me, and it's kind of one of those things that I I would not walk away from. So I would, right. I would want to have. Yeah. 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 I totally. Get it. And, and, uh, technically I can't mm-hmm. speak too much about it because I do live here. Yeah. Um, but to that mm-hmm. end, uh, as I said before, if you own a business, you mm-hmm. absolutely can. Oh no, and I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I caught the, <laughs> I caught the hint. Yeah. <laughs> on businesses. So, right. You know, yes. that's, that's a big deal. Yes. Starting a business is pretty simple. Let's put it that way. Yes, absolutely. And it doesn't mean you're not th- like uh, self-defense is a state of mind. And I don't think that guns are the only part of that. I don't know whether or not uh, KD or uh, Patrick would agree with me or disagree on that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. No, a thousand percent. You know, mm-hmm. The number one tool anyway, if there is a tool when it comes to self-defense, is called your feet. yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah yeah so um i don't know if you guys wanted to ask any other questions or just show some gorn i mean we we like we're kind of like rough and rugged i mean which what you got i guess i can grab this thing off the wall here yeah um um i know patrick is working on that helmet i I haven't seen this helmet i know i'm I'm just listening it's interesting to uh, yeah i don't have a huge experience pool outside the u.s so it's interesting to me 
It's this amazing is, um, if you get an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Go, I think I think it would be interesting for people to get out and see. You have to live in other places though to really see. Mm-hmm. Um, Back. Yeah, and uh, what I think well, I've seen this, Kevin Dixie, but it's a very beautiful. Yeah, I think you've rifle. seen this one. That's why I was like, you know, I got the matching pair, so I got I redid my office a little bit. So yeah, your stuff is matching. Matching. That matching. That is so uh, shocking to me, man. Hmm? Wow. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this is just the um, the BP9L on the truth frame. And yeah. Kevin Dixie with matching guns. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> of course. Like, why not? <laughs> no, I know. I know. No, I'm yeah, just I like, jealous, I man. like this um, AR mount thing on for the wall. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Let's see if I can it. Oh, you got like a magnetic thing on the wall? Is that what's going on there? Oh. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a mount. You just drill it into the uh, the studs, and it holds like oh, cool, know, like thirty pounds, yeah, or something up there. Yeah, that it'll hold, and then put a little shelf up. And I normally put books and stuff up there. Oh, I did get a new rifle. I haven't even shot it yet. This is um Uh-oh. part of the the PDN tour that I'm involved in. So the guys over at Nemo sent me their Battle Light rifle. Uh oh. Um, so I haven't shot it yet. It is it is actually uh, pretty uh, pretty light. For its size, this is a full 16 gun, and it's, mm. I mean, it's, it is light. Like it lives true to its name, even with the the large handguard. Um, but I got big hands, so it, it works for me. But mm-hmm. this thing is, um, it's pretty, it's pretty light. I have some uh, some things coming for it that I'm going to add to, it, and I'll be running this over the next uh, several months in my uh, training tour. But yeah, this one is nice. It's uh, kind of got this uh, sexy burnt bronze look to it. Yeah. Um, nice. Really nice, ambidextrous, mm-hmm. which I'm big on. It's got a CMC trigger in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Flat trigger. It's got some skeletonized yeah. work, but not overdone. I like it. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. Super. Yeah. Cool. Do you um do you have any integrally suppressed? I don't know. Yeah. You have any t- uh, integrally no, suppressed rifles yet? You got to get up on that, Kevin Dixie. I know. I, I know, man. I got it. I don't look. I'm embarrassingly enough. I got you know. Fed's always watching. I, I but I got <laughs> I got enough stuff. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> look, I'll be trying to be careful with what I'm, I'm saying, man. Um, oh but my lord! Thing is this. I have uh-huh. I have enough toys to play with, but I'm even I'm even upset with myself because I still got two other new guns to show off. Uh, actually, I think I got six guns in the last two weeks, something like that. But six guns. The, Don't uh, be embarrassed. The problem. Yeah, it's the good problem stuff. is. Before I even get to integrally suppressed, I have I have I have to admit there's something I don't have in my collection, and I, I I'm pretty ashamed of myself. Don't tell me you don't have a suppressor. I don't. That can't be true. No, I got a suppressor. You know, funny oh. story about that. My mm-hmm. suppressor has been in jail over a year. Holy moly! Oh. Yeah, it's literally been a year and a week. This week, so my 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 SOT is starting to raise hell to the ATF about that. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Give my stuff. Uh, but no cans, and I've always had access to cans when I was with a FFL SOT. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I had cans all the time, so right. no big deal. Not that I, I don't own a, I don't own a lever action. Oh, uh, oh, shame on you! Thing. Yeah, for shame. So you're gonna have to get yeah. a lever action. Someone's gonna have to, gonna have to work yep. that out. And you gotta, yeah. you gotta get a 45 long Colt and leather act, a leather action. <laughs> that's the good. <laughs> that's the good. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I will do it. I just got to I got to get around to it. I always forget. And it, every time I see somebody online, you know, doing the, the spin shit, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, 
Damn it. <laughs> I got to, I got to, yeah. damn it. I have to get me a lever action, but I will, I will do it. And, um, yeah. What's the good happen. lever actions out there for the people? I like Henry. I like Henry rifle. Right. Yeah, Henry's Henry's the the always go to. Uh, mm -hmm. Marlin always had a lot of great. Uh, um, well, across the board, in my opinion, I, I yeah. always like their stuff. Yeah. Um, but what's funny is uh, on, because I'm the social media guy with Brownells, of course, mm -hmm. it, the, the debate on uh, making a tactical lever action it cracks me <laughs> up. The people so that was like, yeah. just crack. I love it. What yeah, were but you that guys has. I think tactical lever action should. Isn't there a tactical lever action already? Yeah, yeah there's some out there. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That absolutely should exist. That's apocalypse fair right there. That's yeah, end of the world. Stuff. That's prepper shit. <laughs> yeah, lever yeah, actions would be awesome in uh, for for uh, zombie apocalypses. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're gonna do that, you better grab one in like nine mil or two two three or something that's readily available right, right. right. I, yeah yeah i kind of like the oh i think the the thing with the lever action for me like i'm not knocking anybody uh making one all decked out i just think it's it is kind of the old school nostalgia for me like i just because mm. i've definitely seen them with m-lock rails on them and all kind of stuff i'm like mm -hmm. well, damn it looks good don't get me wrong it looks freaking mm -hmm. awesome but i'm like eh, i just i, I want to feel like a cowboy mm. like I just, yeah <laughs> just want, I get that you know, yeah cool. like you're on a stagecoach <laughs> yeah man it's, it's kind of it's the thing it's a thing about it yeah. which is a reason why i want them but uh -huh. that's um you want to be that dude in blazing saddles it's one of my that's one of my favorite movies I mean, why do uh, you have to bring up blazing saddles i love that movie that's a great movie what is this gun that you're to what is this gun you're sneaking out you, uh, you're sneaking are, guns out of hold sure. on let me see what are you why are you taking these guns out and not showing them to us I, I'm taking them out the box, Hank. Damn it. I'm trying to get... Hold on. I'm, I'm juggling a lot of stuff here. All right. Let me get it out the holster. Mm -hmm. This one actually has been played with, so make sure it's good. Uh, okay, are these um, HKs? Yeah, so I'm I got matching... Um, once again, with the, the PDN tour, uh, I got matching uh, Medis. Mechanic. Nice. Oh. Oh. Um, so, well, man. Yeah, hold that same. up a little bit. Hold that up. Yeah, hold that up a little, like, a little higher and closer to the screen. Let me take my hand away. Oh, it's Canic. Okay. You know, that's and something. I don't own a Canic. I don't know about you it's guys. The, but. They're a new uh, red dot. Um, it's the um, mechanic. Yeah, that's the name of it. It's the mechanic. That's a small. Um, I haven't. I haven't. Well, I gotta who makes that red right. dot for Canic? Oh, okay. uh, yeah, they got one. See, it's on right there. Hold on, I'm trying to tilt it to where you can see it. Yeah, you can kind of see the, the yeah. Letter, yeah. Uh, I can see it a little bit. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Um, who makes their optics? Mechanic. Um, I have to see who OEMs it. Um, it, it feels like it's a hex. Um, but I have to verify that before I put my my name on that. It's um, mm -hmm. it came labeled as theirs though, so I I have to dig into it and see who the heck mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. Um, but I put it out the box, mounted it on the gun. So actually, I'm going to be allowing students in my class uh, to shoot this one. I'm going to be running this one, but they can get a real feel about it. But you know, they're nice. They're they're MOS. You mm -hmm. know, so you see this black one here. You can see yeah the plate. The fact that they are, mm -hmm. you know, they're MOS. They come with the removable plates. Yeah. Um, they're really nice. I like I like the size of their guns. That's probably my favorite thing because my my massive hands. I like to be able to get a, a easy grip. It just feels real natural to me. 
but these are nice. Obviously, I haven't even got this one up and running yet, but mechanics mm-hmm. uh, are... Yeah, mechanics are nice, and I always like their guns. I like the TP9 was the first one that I shot, and since mm-hmm. then it's, it's been uh, on a pop. And so I'm excited to be able to. I'll be running the heck out of this one, but the, the black one, uh, I'm gonna actually um, equip a student with in every class over the next several months and have mm-hmm. a student shoot it um, mm-hmm. to run it. So we'll be torture testing them. With Arms List, you can shop the extensive list of local and nationwide firearms classified. Now with more confidence because of their built-in firewall. For only $6.99 a month for personal use or $30 a month for business vendors. So when you're in the market, please consider Arms List. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Arms List. So, uh, what, what, I don't right. even go to this camera. Yeah. Um, so they give you this whole little, oh, let's you know, see kit. this. So, yeah. You know, you get oh, the nice. tool kit, you know, with cleaner rods. It's the, this little thing down here is a, is a tool. It's what it is. It's kind of cool. Cause when you take it and, um, I thought it was kind of awesome. Cause I, I was like, what is that? I can hear something in this thing. Oh, it's a little, um, it looks like a little gun. Yeah. It's a little tool, but if you take it and you, remove you slide the magazine backwards if you will what a magazine would be you slide it backwards then you get a lot of um uh torque keys ah you know so for your for your set now i got some spare it's some spare screws and all that kind of stuff in there so they're all show it's kind of just hollowed out at the end there oh cool no that is cool and then you stick them you put them here and this turns into your your wrench or your screwdriver, uh-huh. or your tool driver, whatever you want to use. So it's it's pretty it's pretty nice. Yeah, I feel that's a nice it's a nice gimmick. You know, not yeah. not in a bad way. I think it's a cool thing. Does anyone else other than Kevin Dixie have Canics? I don't. I've never. I don't owned, have one. Yeah, I've never owned nope. a Canic. Yeah, I need to get up on it. I like the the stuff that's coming in there. Hey man, that that TP nine S. I think now you can get the TP nine for like um, two ninety nine. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I've always enjoyed them. I was pleasantly shocked. I, I was I shoot them years ago, mm-hmm. and I was pleasantly shocked. And since then, I just kind of been all over them. Uh, yeah. No, they're good guns. I yeah. Like Night them. Night Train says I would consider Canic once the president dictator of Turkey uh, Erdogan isn't around anymore. So er- there you go. Erdogan. Erd- is it Erdogan? It's pronounced Erdogan. Erdogan. Okay. There you go. It looks like Ed, where's Edrogon? I know, where am I? I know my, what, what, my geopolitics. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I? Isn't that is that like a you know, is that it, like it, a dragon? Like it pronounced Edder, Edergan or something. Yeah, but like why that. does that Erdogan. sound? But why does that name sound familiar to me? I don't know that one. Huh? Padawan, Star Wars. Oh yeah. Really? <laughs> no, that's that's, what, what, okay. No, I, I, I I've seen that name in something, something Edrogon. Oh, there was like that's something from a comic book. There's like some comic book superhero guy that uh he's like a normal person and then he becomes a creature and his name is Edrogan or something like that. Or maybe it's Erdogan as as Babyface says. But uh okay, very cool. Very cool. I'm going to show I'm going to show off something since obviously we're talking about brown ales here a little bit. Look, does this jog any memories to you? Yeah, man, that's go. the good stuff. 601. I missed that. Afro. You know, the BRN 601 here. Huh? I missed that Afro that went with that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I'll have to pull out. I'll have to pull out video of when we did the, uh, you know, 
when we were doing the uh, the uh, retro launch, the retro rifle launch here. I think I was showing I think I was showing that to someone just the other day. But there you go. Very nice. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who had this. Um, I think this was. Uh, uh, what was what was um, what was her name? What was Rachel's name in that thing? I can't remember now. Wasn't Rachel? What did a Rachel have this gun? I gotta look it up. I, I think so. Up. She either had that or yeah. Maybe Mike had that. Gosh, I don't remember. Yes, yeah, so this, was a, this Gosh, was a long time. Yeah, this was fun. People bring this up to me every now and then. Um, and I need to see if I could find... Just the other day, I saw a bunch of pictures of this. So I need to see if I could go back and find... Kevin Dixie, you got more guns you're pulling out here? Um, okay, let's do it. Well, let's the, other, it. the other new one is down, downstairs. But I have something that's dealing with cigars and guns like at the same time. Oh, by um, the by the way, I did I did invite our friend uh, from Cigars and Guns, Adrian. I did invite him, but he's right now doing his own podcast. It's happening right now. I think it happens to be Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So we'll we'll get him on sometime in the future. But he's a good dude. Uh, I remember you yeah, mentioned him earlier. Yeah, yeah. This is another. Um, so once again, back to the the, the tour. Um, I actually had a nice conversation with Baltic, and I know that they have been um, uh, putting out a uh, humidor, and they, they, they have been watching my cigar stuff and was like, hey, we sent you something, and they sent this guy over to me to just kind of test out, see what I think about them, um, and this is their, it's their life pod, but it's actually a cigar humidor. Now, I don't have the cedar tray in it because I'm actually seasoning it now in my um, humidor. Uh, if you guys don't know, when you buy things to store cigars, please, for the love of God, season it first. What does that mean? Stick something in a bag. If it's a tray or a humidor or something, get an 82% thinking machine and then keep them around. Like I got a whole little Amazon order right here that just came in. Uh, keep them around. So okay. uh, you got to season it. However, um, this is cool because they have a compartment up here where you can. So it holds nine cigars. And they have a compartment up here where you can put, like, whatever. If you're going to put your lighter, your cutter, uh, you know, whatever you carry around as an accessory, you can store up top. Um, and it does actually, you know, lock up. You got the, you know, the key code. I'm sorry, the, the biometrics. You actually have a hard key uh, that can go into it as well. So, so I think it's, it's kind of cool. And I, at first I was like, man, this might be a little big for... Um, just uh, carrying around to a cigar place. Then I thought about it. I said, you know what? You know how often I've had to leave my cigars in my car while I go do something else? Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you would think it's not a big deal because, I, you know, if a gun's in my car, it's locked up in the safe. Uh, but cigars, I mean, man, sometimes I can have cigar. I can have 10 cigars on me that are like 32 bucks a piece, mm -hmm. right? So that can, that can hurt if somebody gets them. So I was like, you know what? It'd be nice to be able to lock them up and then when you walk in a cigar bar with this joker, you're definitely going to get some attention. Yeah. I think that's a little bit too plain for you, though. I mean. Think a little bit too plain. Yeah. You got to. I'm just. Too plain? I think you got to put some. I think you got to design that. You got to coordinate that to something. I put, some, I put some stickers on it. Some decals. I think it matches, you know, that's close to matching the gun. Not really. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. It is close to that rifle you, you just got. But, yeah, I think you got to snazz it up a little bit more than that, you know? Well, I did. Yeah, laser it. Uh huh. I did just get it. I was like, you know, uh, if you guys want to do it right, you know, we might have to. Um, I did. I tease them. So if you want to do it right, you might have to collab on some stuff. But mm -hmm. I do like it. It's um, mm -hmm. 
I think it was pretty, pretty legit. And anything to keep, uh, especially for the road, you're traveling, you know, mm. you don't want to take a hundred cigars with you all the time, right? But I'm going, and I'm always on the road. I'm 10, you know, I know it says nine, but I'll probably figure out mm. 10 cigars in here and, uh, you know, lighter and be on the road, have some fresh sticks. And then I'll act like I forgot the code to it so I can just steal everybody else's cigars. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, AK Sean says he has six Canics. They're all fun to shoot. The trigger is great on them. And Appalachian Gunrunner says Bebe Skates. That is the name yep. that uh, that for Rachel. And I did find one picture here on the inter interwebs. Let's see if I can get this up here. Look at this. Boom! Yeah, look at that. Man, that was that was classic. Look at these sexy. Oh, that was that was me. Oh man, it was me that with was this so gun. <laughs> I told I the totally forgot. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Let's check that out. Uh, Pookie Love. What was what was Lola's thing? Does anyone remember? Um, Lola, squeezy. No. Huh? Lemon squeezy. Oh, right? lemon squeezy. Yes, you're right. Lemon <laughs> squeezy. And then what was Mr. Guns and Gear? Mr. Guns and Gear had a water. Slider. What? Hold on. DM slider. <laughs> DM slider. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> this because was with a mustache like that. You were always in the ladies' DMs. Right. You're sliding up in something with that mustache. <laughs> uh, that was so much fun, man. That was so much fun. That, that was a blast. Yeah, that was <laughs> at this point. That was years ago, man. I know it's crazy because I feel like we just did it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that was like that's at least four years ago, if not more than that. I'm, yeah, seventeen or eighteen. I, it was over Christmas, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, that was. I saw the DM slider um, wig sitting in Brownells when I was up there last. I put it on, took a couple pictures. Was oh, you did. That, <laughs> have, that made it even better because oh, he boy. was cracking the hell up. I was like, "Is that the wig?" He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, that was on. so much fun. There was that a dude, huh? For years. Yeah. Um, do you guys have those outfits or something, or do we have those? I don't even know. Uh, I think you guys all have them, um, because uh, there was a chance that we were going to do some more stuff with, with mm -hmm. that, kind of extend the story a little bit, mm -hmm. but uh, we just never got around to it. I can't yeah. remember why. We thought we were doing it with the 605 and the, uh, yeah. the uh, 10, but we just didn't, yeah. didn't get there. Is Brownell still making these rifles? Uh, we're not making them in the full rifle configuration any longer. Oh, um, okay. Because truly, and, and we get a lot of flack for that from, mm -hmm. you know, aficionados of the retro ilk. But mm -hmm. um, honestly, they were never intended as a forever thing. It was just kind of a tribute throwback mm -hmm. cool thing because, uh, you know, the carry handle gang is, is a big deal to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And um, we still offer... All, if if the if things are in stock, because of course the last two years you know how that's been, but mm -hmm. you can still build them. We have all the parts to build them. We have the, the lowers and everything, so you can still make it happen and still look identical to it. But we mm -hmm. just don't offer them in a full rifle configuration anymore. Okay, yeah. Appalachian Gunrunner says I love Brownells retro line. I have a XM one seventy seven E two and an A one from their line, along with many twenty round mags. Awesome non Brownells, but oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Babyface oh, wow. is going for guns. He's going for guns. Let's see what she's... This is, this is from the, the Babyface P retro line. Right. <laughs> this is... Uh, you don't want to see Babyface P retro. You don't want to see that. Uh, this is my uh, M16 Vietnam parts kit that I put together. That's cool. 
Uh, so nice, all yeah. original cult parts, a uh, brand new barrel, and then using the engraver that I have. Oh, oh, there you go. You can see I did some artwork on the side to make <laughs> it look authentic. Oh. Nice. But yeah, all, yeah. Uh, all original M16A1 okay. from a, a parts kit. These things, when I bought this, these things were so cheap. I wish we could get back to those days. I think I paid 350 bucks for the whole parts kit and then another 100 for the barrel. Yeah. Maybe what about day. what about that sling? Is that like a is that the oh, This is just a just a Magpul MS1 sling. Oh. Uh, it's something I had laying around just to use. Oh, okay. That's not what people would have had. No, no. I don't okay. I don't know what would have been on the A1s, but um Yeah. This one was sitting this whole sling was just sitting around so I figured I'd put it on it. Yeah. Oh. Someone will tell us. I know Brian Quick is asking. What is he asking? Does Brownell sell A2 upper receivers? I don't know. We would have to check uh, on the Brownell site. Remember, with eighty thousand parts and me not delving into the parts daily, I don't. Yeah. I don't quite know them like I used to. Yeah, Roy would go straight to the uh, website <laughs> and pull that up. Yep. On it right now. I was yeah. just about to say I can go check. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. See. Um. Um. And Appalachian Gunrunner says he has a Colt A1 parts kit build too, and a Colt SB1 upper on a Brownell 601 lower. So there you go. Very cool. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, did Kevin Dixie go through all his guns? All his new Look, acquisitions? I, that's, that's what I had sitting up here. Okay. All right. Very um, cool. I could show the 1911, but I'll have to go get it. Yeah, uh, that's it's up to you. Um, so what's let, let, while we have Brown, we've got Josh here. We're talking Brownells. What's the next big? Th I mean, is there? I, mean, I don't know if you could talk to us about that or not. But what's Brownells got in the works? What's coming up? Well, next? you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, of course, the the BR one eighty stuff is is huge for us. Everybody mm -hmm. loves that. Loves the uppers. Loves the lowers. Loves the whole thing. And <clears throat> something that. Uh, of course, the 300 blackout, right? Everybody has been nagging on us to get back in stock. Mm -hmm. And it's not been easy the last year, raw materials, et cetera, et cetera. But mm -hmm. um, the 300 black is finally back in stock for those that are looking for it. But uh, Or was earlier today, I should say. That stuff yeah. moves so fast. But honestly, the, the big thing that's coming in that's been like, I don't know, two years in the making, and it's – is the the BRN 180 retro style stock the the old folding stock um, mm -hmm. introduced at Chacho Show like I think two years ago and mm -hmm. we will finally have it if if memory serves me that should be coming live here in the next week or so. Oh okay, the stock. So that, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which may not sound like a super snazzy, cool, over the top, look at me item, but right. holy crap. <laughs> The amount of people that hound me on social media about that is mm -hmm. insane. So finally, it's coming. The, the Brownells BRN180 stock will be here. So um, otherwise, uh, honestly, the, the coolest, newest stuff that's happening really is uh, more for the shoppers than, than the shopping experience rather than even firearms parts because those of you out there who complain about our slightly outdated website is tough to search which oh, oh, <laughs> no. yes it is yes it is yeah. elephant in the room right right um that finally we're finally getting the systems in place on the back end mm -hmm. to feed the front end the way it needs to be fed properly mm -hmm. so we're catching up technologically in ways that'll 
advance a lot of things and make life a lot, e- a lot easier for, for everybody looking to shop a little easier with Brownells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what I'm excited can- for me. I can say from experience, the first time, and this was been years and years and years ago when I first started getting into guns. First time I purchased from Brownells, I did a search for something, and then I went one page one two three four five, and I was like, "Oh, they must not have it. It doesn't go past page five. Mm-hmm. It, it took me I don't know how long to realize that if you press the next arrow, it goes to page six, but the page numbers don't move like you would normally expect on like modern <laughs> websites. Yeah. So the, I thought Brennell's only had five pages of everything for the, a long, long time. That page, that page is literally from when did Pete take over? Because I remember when Pete Brownells was on the sh- Brownell, I should say. I always want to call him Pete Brownells, although it's Pete Brownell. Uh, but when he was on the show, he said that when he um, when he started taking over running the company. You know, he wanted to bring in a website, and his dad told him, "No one's going to buy anything on the internet." Right, and yeah, and you so know, like, it's funny because mm-hmm. he started at Brownells right about the same time, mm-hmm. and I remember because I've done everything in that company over the years, mm-hmm. and I remember for years that you know, of course, we had the catalog. People would mostly call in, and we had a website, mm-hmm. but it was legitimately the catalog, mm-hmm. but online. Okay. And you go to the website, find your stuff, and then still call us. Mm-hmm. So oh, and, and, you know, as time yeah. went by, of course, Pete pushed and pushed because, you know, the Internet's a fad and all those things. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you know, kicking and screaming, we, we move forward. But it's funny because when I was starting there, I was um, – I guess I had been there for five years or so by then. But um, I used to be in procurement and – you know, buy and develop parts and products. And I would purchase things in, you know, a shot show at, you know, and, and they'd go into the catalog, which came out in August. And I remember one of our kind of funny things, it's funny now because it's, you know, years and years and years ago, but I remember that, you know, the people who really watched the numbers and the number of turns of products would be like, Hey, we're going to drop this item because there's no sales. And I'm like, bro, we can't because it's not been the catalog hasn't seen anybody yet this year. <laughs> it's like, what was the so what was the turnaround to get on the catalog? Six months? Yeah, no, three months. Oh my god! Yeah, eight, eight months. If oh, wow. if I bought, well, if I bought in November or mm-hmm. hell, if I bought in in September and the catalog came out in August, it was almost a year before it saw the light of day back then. Good but that's Lord. just how. Too. So it wasn't like Brown Elves was like a zillion years behind the rest of the world. That was mm-hmm. life then. Um, yeah. But it's fun. What, the what year? Was, yeah. Good what, question. What year did you? What, what year did the website start? Well, if you can remember roughly. So, yeah. Oh. Sort of. What year are we talking here? Yeah. Um, I think the the webs the first website I think launched in like ninety nine or something like that. Oh and yeah, that's could, that's that's Web one right there. That is AOL yeah. dial up going into. <laughs> like yeah that's what's there now like basically just a layered version over that right yeah i mean we we've updated it since and and mm-hmm. the key for those of you that that do shop the site and, and you may know this but the key to shopping the brownell site right now is once you figure out the the sorting tools on the left side that makes your life so much easier because honestly searching is tough and everybody knows that i'm not you know calling out anything crazy but 
if you just hit the drop down tabs at the top and then sort through it, you'll find what you need in mm -hmm. seconds. But yeah. that's generally not how any of us work it at this point, right? You, yeah. you type and it shows up and you buy it and you're done in five minutes. Yeah. But you could search by what's available too. You could search by what's in stock too. Yes, for, absolutely. For, and for anybody that, that wants a, a thought experiment here, just, just to put it in perspective, Google spends billions and billions and billions of dollars every year to perfect a search algorithm. That's how big of a deal it is to have like a good search. Mm -hmm. So yep. it it's not easy. Get, having a search functionality is not something that's just simple. It's not a not an easy thing you can just do. So mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Well especially with eighty parts. Yeah. And the thing the thing is that I know because I've spoken to some of the folks there, um, you know, I think Pete has spent a good amount of time when he was on the show, he, he was telling that story about how when he started and he and he wanted to get on the Internet and his dad was like, I don't think anyone. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of a DAO or decentralized autonomous organization like Tusk Crypto. Tusk Cryptocurrency is a firearm friendly e-commerce option for online payment transactions secured on the blockchain. So when you're in the crypto market, please consider Tusk, T-U-S-C. Okay. Now where was I? Okay, I was saying that uh, Pete was was um, was telling us how, you know, um, this whole thing with his dad and when he wanted to do the website and you know it was thought that no one would buy anything online and he was saying that now you guys could go look at this if you just look search for uh, Pete Brownell here on uh, the Who Moved My Freedom podcast and he said now he worries that he's the old dude. And he's, you know, missing the new things. But I did notice that Brownells has put some serious time into upping the team when it comes to this stuff. Like you've brought in some big executives like I man, I think um, from from companies that we've heard of out there building websites for those companies and running big companies. Right. 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 And and I'll leave that to some of that to Pete. But mm -hmm. in terms of. The bolstering of the web team and and you know the things we're discussing is not a slight to them because to your point earlier babyface p this stuff takes time mm -hmm. it's not easy and they're mm -hmm. stuck kind of dealing with what they have also while moving into the future with something new so they got mm -hmm. this kind of balancing act that they have to do mm -hmm. and they do it well they're they're kicking ass it'll it'll come be patient no. with us but it's yeah. happening that's that's the hard thing is working on a develop. If, if anybody out there listening has never worked on a development team, you can't just make wild changes to what's currently live because obviously it's making you money. So you have to have at least half your team maintaining what's currently working because that's how the income is being generated. And then you have to have another separate team or half your team trying to produce something new. And having talked to Roy a little bit about how some of the back end works it is brand new like everything needs a total yeah, some cool stuff some cool stuff is coming yeah um, yeah, yeah so yeah it'll be neat when and it to that, that point as well is, is really i mean when you've got to connect operations of the size that we are to mm -hmm. a website and inventory management and all the things that go into warehousing of any kind mm -hmm. it's it's no small i mean it's years in the making period that's just how it has to be yeah, and I, I wish it wasn't that way. And the dudes that complain 
are usually the guys that just whip together a Squarespace website overnight. They're selling their part or yeah. piece or whatever, and yeah. they don't understand you make funny that, things. You know, you're you're dealing with a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I think I can list everything that I make on one single web page, so it's easy. <laughs> Do you want to find something I make? Just right. it's right, all, all five of them are right here. <laughs> yeah. So I know that Kevin has been right. to to the Brownells uh, warehouse. The you know, and I have like everything we're saying about the website, the warehouse is the flip. I mean, that is completely opposite. It's like Amazon warehouse over there, uh, the way everything oh, yeah. is organized. Yeah. And I think that Josh and I made like a funny video, but I, I wanted to do that just to try to show all like it's it's really crazy over there in terms of the amount of stuff that's there, things that are coming in all the time. They know what's there. They can literally go get something. You know, you're ordering things and, and there's like conveyor belts and everything bringing your orders. And you could go, you could, what is it? You guys are off, it's off I-80, I think. Is that yep. I-80? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you right could, off I-80. Yeah, oh, you, you could stop in and you could you could go to one of the computers there in the store and order something and and, and they'll find it in that massive warehouse and bring it up to you and it's fun to stop in the shop because there's always cool guns actually in there including that's cool you cool. stuff really cool. yeah yeah you need to do this sometime babyface i know you i know i know traveling I anywhere they have good coffee and flavored creamer i just want to point that out oh. <laughs> <laughs> makes the whole trip <laughs> all the millions in logistics and all <laughs> yeah good coffee <laughs> support it yeah matter to us mm-hmm. they matter like honestly i i mean i've been with brownells for like 20 plus years and mm-hmm. there's a reason for that you know mm-hmm. there's there's an absolute reason for that and it's because mm-hmm. it's filled with wonderful people uh pete and frank have taken care of me personally and everyone there uh, at such an amazing crazy good level all the mm-hmm. way down to your point the coffee and mm-hmm. it's you know, <laughs> not overlooked even like the the snack bar area there is all done on the honor system. You can pick it up and walk away if you want, but there's a you know a pay station there that you run yourself, and that just goes to show the trust that the company has in their employees and and the people that are a part of that company. And that's really what makes any great company go right. It's the human mm-hmm. beings there, but it starts at the top. And and honestly, I can't say enough good things about Pete, yeah. Frank, and the whole company. No, uh, we Brown love. Is absolutely. Yeah terrific yes they, it's an awesome company i don't i don't give a lot of uh companies a lot of public uh credit uh but brownells is it's not it's not i've never felt like i was talking to an industry uh giant i've always felt like i was talking to the family that lived next door to me right mm-hmm. it, it's just always been different um mm-hmm. and from the inception when uh i met pete and started talking to roy and even Randy and all those guys over there, it was, it's always been, you know, we, we just, we're just, a, they're, they're about, it's about wholesome as you can get, mm-hmm. right? But with true, with a true genuine heart at its core. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it stunned me from being so, uh, I guess I would say kind of like, eh, uh, abused, if you will, in a way, by some <laughs> of these uh, different uh, yeah. companies out there. And mm-hmm. when I actually started uh, dealing with Brownells, I was kind of, in my heart, a little standoffish. And the more and more that I talked and the more and more I saw what they were doing in so many different uh, spaces, it's like, no, this, this, this company really does care about the people, right? Mm -hmm. It it really does. It really cares. It's not just doing something. I mean, every business wants to make profit. That's, I mean, that's part of it. But Brownells, when you meet the people that are running it, 
these individuals actually do care about not only all the people that interact with their company personally, whether you're an influencer or whoever that interacts, has the pleasure of interacting with them. You can tell they give a damn about Bob Smith that just hit, you know, the new order online too. Like they care about everybody. I, I can, I really uh, employ everybody because of how good and how faithful Brownells is to everyone else. I don't care how antiquated the website is. I don't care if they're not as up to par as some of the other competitors out there. Go buy something from those people because Brownells actually does give a damn about the people that are using their products. They care about the people that are helping promote their company. Uh, they give back in so many different ways. And you know the crazy thing about their give back? I can tell you guys from, and, and Hang Baby Face and Josh, I know you guys know the same. A lot of companies, if they do something to help you, they normally want you to scream it to the rooftop. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, make sure you, you know, you, you plug us and you tell us. Brownells has helped me in so many ways. And they're like, yeah, it's not, don't, nobody needs to know. This is just from us mm -hmm. to you. Or mm -hmm. Pete, this is from me to you. Roy, this is from me to you. You don't mm -hmm. have to tell anybody, man. We, we care about you and what you're doing, not that you told people that we're the ones helping you out. So support Brownells. I'm sorry to go off on that tangent, but support them because it's not often you meet good, genuine people from a good, genuine company that does great work. People always ask them, where are all the 2A companies that actually support the Second Amendment? Brownells is one of them. So while you're overspending your money with companies that never get involved in the 2A, never get involved in uh, the social outreach, never get involved in anything beyond cool videos with guns, and you're asking where are these companies we can support, stop spending so much time griping and complaining and bitching about the companies that we don't think are doing well and take that energy and support the companies that are doing everything and more than we can possibly ask for brown ales being one of them yeah that's that's super appreciated and you you hit the nail on the head with with genuine because if you interact with me with roy with randy with ryan with eddie with pete you're gonna see uh with cody i mean Everybody on my team and, and everybody I deal with, I can speak for. The others, I can't because I don't deal with them nearly like I used to. But culturally, it's this way. And everybody is genuine. It's it's the goal to let – I mean, that's why the, the Bureau of Propaganda exists, right? It sounds funny. It's kind of kooky. Um, but it, <laughs> that's awesome. It's important. Yeah. I love like, the BOP the and all the people in it, man, which is everyone. There's no limit to who's in there. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. But that's important because mm -hmm. it is a matter of being a big family. If you see that patch on somebody's backpack in the airport, you know you can go up to them. You know they're family. Then you know you're going to be able to high five them and talk about cool stuff. It's it's just like the cigar thing we were talking about. You know, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. it's that because it, you automatically know, hey, that's that's a good guy or gal, or they wouldn't have that patch because we do give that only to people that we believe in and that we've broken bread with and that we support. And it doesn't matter if you have 86 followers or 1.5 million followers. It's not about that. It's about advocating for two-way and positively advocating for two-way and just being a good human being. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how we operate with Brownells. It's just we try to support people to the best of our ability to reach their goals, whatever that is. I mean, the number of times I get texts from you know, Hank or whoever out there just saying what's up. I mean, that means more to me than anything, because that's not business. It's friends first. And I mean, if, if we're going to do business, man, it, I want to do it with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I totally agree. yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, 
you know, that's why I didn't, you know, I think everything that Kevin said, and I think, man, Kevin, um, how long, how long have you been dealing with the Brownells guys now? Not, it's not a super long time. Um, yeah, it's been, I've, I've met, I mean, I met ooh, probably like, uh, 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a, a face to face with, uh, Pete, but it wasn't about, uh, business. It was actually, it's funny. My first meeting with Pete, it was me, Maj, Noir, mm-hmm. and someone else. And we were all sitting there just kind of talking. It was an unofficial meeting in the hallway for like 30, 35 minutes. Um, and we stood there and we were talking and Pete had already heard of me because that's when he was heavily involved with the NRA. Mm-hmm. So, and I was doing a lot of NRA TV stuff and things like that. So he's already very familiar with me and I clearly I knew who Pete Brownell was. So, mm-hmm. um, that, that's how we officially met and like, you know, uh, thank each other for our different efforts. And then after that, uh, shortly thereafter, I met Roy. It was it was the same year I met Roy. And um, I remember Roy used to start. He used to, um, you know, and hit Roy's way. He used to yell at me because he'd be like, <laughs> hey, I was like, he was like, hey, do you, I want I want you to be part of the Bureau of Propaganda. Right. So He's I'm a like, massive Viking. Right, this seems cool and fun. So, you know, I accepted it. That was awesome. And then he uh-huh. used to just yell at me like, you don't like you're part of a, a family and you never ask for anything. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm supposed to, supposed to ask you for stuff? Like, I don't mm-hmm. need anything. The fact mm-hmm. that you just support me and you guys appreciate what I do is good enough. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, no, um, yeah, you, you speak up. I'm like, all right, Roy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I went two more years and I didn't ask for shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, um, eventually, um, eventually I, I think that, that that was just me being myself and uh, well, I think it was like two years ago, I got invited to actually attend. I was invited to all their parties, all the, the, the get togethers, whether no matter what city it was in. And then it was um, a couple of years ago, I actually got invited up to Iowa for the first time. Roy called me and was like, hey, we want to we want to have you up here. And I was like, all right. Uh, and I went up. I hung out that time. Then I just went back and I was shooting some ducks at that yeah. place that's around the corner from the spot. Oh, uh, so I got to I watched my kid. I saw some photos of that trip and cool I'm and, jealous. Oh, yeah. Hank, you were there. And I was ripping the heads off. Yeah. I got to learn how to take the head off the... the, 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 the <laughs> he he like the he was ripping the pheasant and ripping the whole spine out like like a Whoa, fucking... Was like, like, a, like the predator. Yeah, like a video <laughs> like a, a video game or something. But yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's been, you know, um, a couple of years like heavily, heavily involved mm-hmm. in about knowing him, I guess about uh, five or six years. But I, I, I was just amazed with the, the, the genuine nature. And it's not often in any... And maybe I'm, I'm I know I'm not I'm preaching to the choir with the guys on the panel. But for anybody out there that's never, you know, worked in this industry in this way, it's a little it's a u- little unusual to have a company uh, that you just talk to. You're just being good and just genuine. And they actually appreciate what you do and then say, you know, uh, we're going to get mad at you if you don't tell us how to help you. That is unique. That is not something you run into every day. Yeah. Um, normally it's, hey. Here's what uh, we think that how we can eat off of you. Yeah. So and what we want you to say. We can get, you know, some sales, some money, some good reputation. And for me, especially because it was like, hey, hey, a lot of companies like, hey, 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 black guy. Um, tell your tell your friends we're cool. Right. And, you know, all that shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So for Brownells to just come in and be genuine, like, no, we love what you do. We love who you are. Uh, we want to support you. And we're going to get mad at you if you don't tell us how. Like. It's I, a big deal. I will go to bat for Brownells. If Brownells ever gets into like a we the ship, I'm going down with the ship. Yes, yeah. that's Thank they you. just mean that much. That's, um, that's how we 
too. So that's that's awesome to hear that sentiment outside of kind of our core group. It's it's always good to hear that that translates in the way that we hope. Because truly, if like uh, I got a text just yesterday from Roy, who in in our kind of work text thing, and it legitimately said that like just letting you guys know that I love you guys, and mm-hmm. that's just oh, how it is. Nice. That's real, yeah. and that's yeah. what makes it so. Uh, well, genuine and awesome, and, and Roy in general is awesome, but the whole team is that way. Yeah, go ahead, that's Patrick. Rare. No, for anybody that's never worked in an office or worked with other people in a large group, that's very rare. So, right, I, I personally, the the place I work at now has a very the team that I work on is very much like that, and I could probably make a lot more money if I moved somewhere else, but it's hard to give up when you have teammates like that that just actually give a crap about you it's really hard to give that up yeah and by the way uh, a funny thing and and roy is an awesome dude roy is the entire reason why uh i'm doing stuff you know i met the folks at brownells uh i met him years ago when we did the thousand man shoot but you know yesterday i got that same text from roy and that's the dude that he is you know he was like hey man i I believe that there's a, a podcaster that does ufc stuff that passed um, right. John Aaron Bartolo, John Bartolo, yeah. and and Roy yeah. was like, "Dude, I just want you to know that I love you." You know, and uh, nice. Yeah, it was you know, and we've lost a few people in the last couple of days. To be honest with you, you know, we got um, yeah, we got one last night. So. Yeah, you know, uh, it's been it's Ooh, been rough. Uh, I, uh, no, I, I don't yeah. know if anybody that you know personally, but yeah, uh, it's, somebody that Hank and I have worked with. I, I don't want yeah. to put their business. Out yeah, there. it's something incredibly. Gotcha. Yeah, it's like part of our. You know, some people, someone who's on our crew lost someone very important and dear to them, and 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 that sucks. And even I saw like uh, you know Joe Mo lost. Uh, uh, I think it was Chris. Is that uh, you know Joe Mo? I believe it was Chris who who was uh, working for him for I don't know as long as I've known him. Has always been yeah. a cool dude. There's been several people. Uh, Walter was telling me that the guy from um, what is it? Uh, the Duraco. Uh, one of the, one of the is it founder of Duraco or something like that. Yeah, I think Steve. Um, I would have to. Things are going crazy. Yeah, it's a little crazy. It's 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 rough out there. So it's cool to to have people that genuinely look at you as like friends and all that. That's why we can. That's why we can talk about the website, you know, because Brownells is the kind of place that you know. There's other places. You say one little negative thing. That's it. Oh, <laughs> you know, and I, I don't feel like I'm saying something negative. I feel like I'm saying things that everyone at Brownells knows and they're working on and, and they're pouring a lot of effort into. Um, but, you know, other companies, you say stuff like that and that's it, man. They, you know, they get mad. But I know from experience of lots of things that have happened in the gun world that when people say like the folks at Brownells are true, like actual people who believe in the Second Amendment and the Constitution and all that kind of stuff. I know it's real. We've 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 seen we've seen them all act like that all the way up uh, to Pete, you know, to uh, take personal responsibility for things. So and I, I think, yeah. too, uh, to, to add to that, when you get around good, genuine people, um, mm-hmm. It, I, I really think that, and it kind of goes along with the sentiment that Roy was saying, you know, don't take that for granted. You know, that's, um, and that's why I appreciate good good people around me. And I always speak highly of really good people around me uh, because they don't come around very often. And we shouldn't take advantage of it. I mean, even talking about um, uh, John Bartolo, you know, I was just uh, texting back and forth with him not too long ago and had a phone call with him. 
And in two weeks, I was supposed to be on the show, the 27th of this month. I was supposed to be in Vegas and being on the Mm -hmm. show. Um, And I didn't, you know, think anything of it. Like, oh, I'll talk to John when I see him in Vegas. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish I would have sent him a text now or, you know, called him one more time because he was the guy that's always like, hey, call me if you need something. Give me a call. Call me if, you know, call me if you need this or you need to do some extra while you're in town. Let me know. I'll get you set up. Um, And I I didn't. Um, There was another mistake that I made. Uh, You know how we always say to be somebody that you love and you'd be like, oh, like you're in a city or you're in an area, you're like, oh, I'm going to definitely reach out. And then you don't. And you're like, mm-hmm. I'll do it next time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the, uh, was my big brother at the PD and kind of raised me up. Um, I, 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 I was back in St. Louis recently to do the, actually to do the Brownells event. And I kept saying, I'm going to call him, I'm going to call him, I'm going to hit him up, I'm going to hit him up. I had missed like three trips just to go around to, uh, uh, to the spot where he's working at now, hang out with him, spend some time, catch up with him because I miss him. Uh, and I came home on Tuesday. He di- I came home Monday. He died Tuesday. Man, and sorry to hear that. You just, you just never really know. So if I sound like, you know, I'm, I'm in my feelings when I talk about good, genuine people, it's because I understand that you can run into a lot of horrific people. So when you meet good, genuine folks that actually have your best interest at heart, uh, it's okay to speak highly of them. It's, o- it's okay. It's okay to speak highly of them. Let them know you care about them. Uh, men. Stop being shy to tell other men you love them. Damn it. If you love mm-hmm. them, you love Absolutely. them. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. tell them that. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and spend time with people and don't take any moment you have for granted. None. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know. Commercial. Pain. Huh? What's oh, that? No, it rolled over. It didn't stop. No, 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 no. No, yeah. no, he didn't have the last one. <laughs> That's because I have a ticket. That's, there's supposed to be a thing in here that I didn't put in here. And by the way, listen. Uh, I do love all you guys right now here in this thing, including all the folks who are out there. Yeah, who are, who are out there listening. You know, it's crazy, and and life is so fragile. Like human life is so fragile, and uh, you know, you can things things can happen so fast. So yeah, we need to we need to definitely spend time like appreciating each other, and you know, enjoying. Like for me, life is the journey. You know. It's not so much. It's cool to to get the accolades, make a lot of money, or you know all that all that kind of stuff. But really, the journey and the fight and the people who get into the mud and the dirt, you know, and fight with you. That's that's what I remember. You know, when I look back on my life, I remember that the most. Uh, you know, I remember when Lola and I had nothing. You know, we were just struggling. She was like in in college, and and I was working, and I was trying to figure out how I was going to help her get out of college, and. You know, those kind of things are the most powerful things that sometimes I look at her and I'm like, man, you know, can you believe we went through all of that? And here we all are, you know, we're in this stuff together, like fighting through things and going through things. And, you know, uh, sometimes we don't agree with each other or whatever. But, um, yeah, you know, you, you got to yeah. appreciate this awesome life that we have. Cruise Man says he met you, Josh, and Talladega. Oh, awesome. Yeah, man. Talladega. That was an experience, wasn't it? Yeah, that road trip was awesome. You need to make that happen again. Can we make the road (laughs) trip happen again, Josh? I know you're Uh, in Nicaragua. Look, we'll go to Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Yes, we could drive there. Yeah, well, you could. It it would be uh, uh, those border (laughs) crossings days trying to get that across. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, you'd be driving, you know, dirt roads at, you know, mm-hmm. what, like 80 kilometers an hour down here. So, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's slow traffic. I remember I was just in, in the States uh, for the Gundy Awards, right, for mm-hmm. that whole thing. And uh, I hadn't driven a car on a freeway in a year. So, 
I, I got on, I remember, you know, turning on my, my turn signal. And um, <laughs> when I got on the, the interstate highway there, or the freeway or whatever it was, I remember speeding up to the speed of traffic and kind of freaking out because I couldn't mm-hmm. believe how fast I was going. And I was going like, I don't know, 75 mile an hour. But gosh, it was insane to me. Not used to that. Not uh, You're driving a lot of dirt roads, I'm taking it. Oh yeah, there's there's like in in the town I live in, there's you know it's it's brick paved, um, and there's a highway that leads from Costa Rica here or from like Managua and Esteli mm-hmm. and and uh, all those areas, um, but outside of that, it's all dirt roads. If you go anywhere, it's all dirt roads, which is crazy because okay. you're eating at night restaurants on a dirt road. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you been through? So have you gone into Honduras, for example? Uh, no, Honduras oh, okay. is about, a, I don't know, it's probably a 12 hour drive from here. From where you're at. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't, um, it's, it's on the list. We'll get there. Guatemala I'd like to do mm-hmm. eventually, but you know, we're, we're busy raising kids and, and mm-hmm. running a cigar factory and mm-hmm. deal with brown elves and rescue yeah. dogs and all kinds of things. So it's hard to get away. Yeah. I mean, it's, t- it's so, it's so tough throwing up badass photos by your front pool. No, this is my front pool. <laughs> You know, this is my back. This is actually my back pool, Hank. You know, that's that's just like a little pond we have up front. Uh, you know, know it's funny. I actually want to go. I actually was, uh, and I'm so serious. Not even just because you happen to be there. I actually uh-huh. said for uh, wanted for the for Stogies and Straps, my podcast that deals with cigars and stuff like that. I wanted to um, set up some tours in Nicaragua to actually go through the factories and interview people and stuff like that. I think that'd be really, 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 really cool. Say when, buddy. Yeah, you guys need to do that, man. You guys need to do that. That'll be fun. Yeah, we'll take you to the factory, yeah. tour you around, let you see how cigars are rolled and made, and see the the leaves and everything. It's a crazy cool experience. Yeah. Now, just bear in mind, this is what jo- this is what Josh looks like all the time, though. I mean, he'll, <laughs> he's, he's just he'll shirtless walk. with a cigar. Oh, oh, he walks around shirtless all the time. I promise you. Am I am I lying, Josh? <laughs> am I making that uh, up? <laughs> yeah, here I I had to put a shirt on for this podcast, so I don't even have shoes on right now. So, like, that's that's the life here. I think I posted a photo of my yeah. wife and I uh, when we went out the other night, and it's Look. like in a t-shirt, nice in a t-shirt, in a t-shirt and shorts. That's dressing here. Yeah, I mean, Josh is a dude that likes to, uh, you know. I mean, hey, listen, you work on the body, you know. <laughs> You got to show. I'm trying to. I'm trying to see one. You said there was one of you in it's San it, Hank. Huh? What's up? It's called if you got it, flaunt it. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> oh hold on, hold on. This is it. This is the one. I, is this the one you're talking about right here? It was just recent. It was like two days. Oh, Maybe it was okay. even last week. Okay. Well, oh, this no, is no. that. This is you and Sin and the volcano for sure, right here. Yeah, yeah. That's us at the at the very top of the property we live on, overlooking the. The the Ometepe Island. That's the two volcanoes there. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's a great thing. I actually had a lot. So I was I haven't been to Nicaragua, but I was in Honduras. Um, probably the last time I left America, I was over there, and it was awesome, man. Sometimes you go to these places and you almost get recharged just eating the food, seeing how people live and stuff like that. Like I went to this mm-hmm. town uh, that was basically on the water. 
and the guys went out fishing and what they you know salt water i think uh, and with, with the fish they brought back were cooked you know right and yep. um i mean like the restaurant was just a shack and the people were living like almost in like mud houses and stuff like it was you know there's something about that that revitalizes me like re-energizes me and stuff you know um same yeah it's an awesome thing to do if you can do it Mm -hmm. yeah here i don't even work out anymore because the food keeps me fit like it Mm -hmm. it's just good quality food there's no shitty food here and that's why because it's out of somebody's garden behind their house and they're selling at the market or you know the guys out net fishing or whatever you see the the pangas out front you know parked on the beach and Mm -hmm. they push them out and head out why can't we do that in america though why can't we have that here hank you can't you can't even keep rain (laughs) barrels around that's (laughs) think about that yeah it's the weird thing about freedom like we got some freedoms and then other freedoms we don't have like we don't have the freedom to eat good i remember being in honduras i went to the dole plantation right the uh you know dole that makes like pineapples and all that stuff i went to the plantation they took us to a part of uh, where they had um they had these pineapples that they would literally pick the pineapples, cut the top off, and, and stick a straw in there, and you can you can um, you could drink that pineapple through a straw. Yeah. And they were like, "Yeah, we don't send this to America. That's not for this. Doesn't go to America." Seriously, yeah. I mean, it was the most mm-hmm. awesome thing. And when you live like that, you're not even hungry all the time. Yeah, we the way our family exists here is we eat maybe twice a day. And mm-hmm. it's it's only when we're hungry, and mm-hmm. it's usually like ten thirty a.m. and then again about three thirty p.m. because it gets mm-hmm. dark here at the same time all the time, which is generally right around five thirty six o'clock. Mm-hmm. And you know, so we eat early. We're usually laying in bed at like six thirty or seven o'clock because it's dark, mm-hmm. not a lot to do. Cane toads are out, and they're poisonous mm-hmm. to dogs, so the dogs have to be in, mm-hmm. and like all those things. So I mean. It's just, it's different. You just, mm-hmm. and you adapt that way. It's not fast paced. It's pretty chill. Everything's easy. If you think you're going to run to town to do an errand, you're back home maybe two hours later. And all you had to do was go pick up some fruits and veggies and, you know, stop and air up a tire and get gas, you know, but it's just, yeah. that's the pace of life here. It's something, it's the entire life. Like I remember being in Honduras and I went into the ocean myself. And when I came out, I felt like I had a spiritual experience or something. <laughs> uh, seriously. It's like, I just got nice. just like energy. Boom. <laughs> you know, just yeah, from living this. So. It's crazy. And over here, every time you want to, um, I always found it, find it, you know, very ironic that here you can kill yourself cheaply. But if you want to eat healthy, if you want to eat clean, mm-hmm. you almost mm-hmm. got to take out a damn second mortgage on your home. It is it is absolutely. absolutely retarded the way we do it. This whole little mm-hmm. thing, like it's not the first time I've done it, but like over these last couple of weeks, the amount of money that I have to spend on a thing, the mm-hmm. unhealthy version of it, it's ninety nine mm-hmm. cent. The good version of it, seven ninety nine. <laughs> right? Like so, it yeah. is. It, yeah. You know, they they want us to kill ourselves, in my opinion, and still stay addicted to all these preservatives and high cost. And then you know, if, if we don't, if we eat healthy and cure ourselves in a few years of most of this crap, then there goes your pharmaceutical money, right? Because we're not on all the meds and all the Mm -hmm. crap. And so I think the ultimate reason why we are not like there is because of corporate 
greed. Just greed, mm-hmm. period, in America. Yeah. Well, we don't grow anything. I mean, I remember living in different places, living in Nigeria. You're when you're cooking, stuff is coming right out of the yard. If we were having chicken, my mom will tell me to go, uh, go chop that chicken's head off or whatever, you know. And then yeah. that was what we ate, man, and it was freaking delicious. <laughs> yeah, everybody here has, you know, their yeah. hogs are tied out front of their house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, their chickens are running around. Yeah, I mean, to to his point. You see people who are 80, 90 years old walking miles into town with their fruit baskets on their head with you know, mm. all kinds of heavy, heavy stuff. And, and they're walking every day to sell their wares and walking all the way back. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, even my mom can't walk you know, around her yard without having issues. And she's mm. only in her mid-60s. So it's, it's just crazy. Like here, you don't see many locals with even eyeglasses. Like it's just not really a thing like it's yeah. just i don't know it's it's bizarre and cool and, and you do feel different people were always like if you go down there don't eat this don't drink the water don't do all this <laughs> stuff no do all that because if i go back to the states for like four days or a week and come back here mm-hmm. i feel terrible for about a week and it's mm-hmm. because of the food in the states not the foods here mm-hmm. mm. yeah you were gonna say something patrick no, no, it's it. Uh, our relatives from I don't know, probably three or four generations ago. If you looked at what they ate, it may have not been the most healthy, like uh, a lot of fried chicken or a lot of you use lard in your cooking. Uh, but <laughs> right, one you were you were eating a lot of things that were local, and you knew what was in your food. Uh, and two, you weren't sedentary like we are now. I can tell yeah. you I sit in front of this computer for like eight to ten hours a day. I am not as – luckily, I've started working out again and getting more active, but for a while there, for God, for COVID, all of COVID, I mm-hmm. sat here and did nothing all day long, and it's yeah. it's going to – Air conditioning is a bad thing. Air conditioning – I don't know what kind of – I don't know. You guys may or may not have air conditioning, Josh, but air conditioning is actually a bad thing. You don't have air conditioning. Nope. Yeah. Nope. No need. Yeah. And our yeah. house isn't even fully sealed. Like our walls don't go to the roof to the outside. So we, I mean, I can lay in bed and watch lizards run around the walls yeah. and stuff like that. That's how and, it was when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's like I had to yeah. chase a tarantula out of our, uh, out of our closet. The kids were playing or the kids, the cats were playing with the other day. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's different, but when you're, especially like us in the jungle, mm-hmm. I mean, it's all fresh air. It's all sunlight. We spend 99% of our time outdoors. We actually watched a movie for the first time with the kids in, gosh, almost probably a year. And our dogs that we have had for a few months that we rescued, about six or eight months, something like that, they were barking at the TV because they thought somebody was in our house because they, <laughs> we just had the television yeah. in yeah. the entire life that they've been alive. That's, that's insane. Yeah. But it's absolutely wonderful Mm -hmm. it's crazy you can actually do that in america it's one of the things i think about florida florida reminds me the most of nigeria actually and but but we have air conditioning so we don't do it and we don't grow stuff you you have to go out of your way to do it that's i mean Mm -hmm. that's why marley and i like going to north carolina for vacation Mm -hmm. uh the area that we go to the place where my grandparents house is there's no cell service they don't have internet um and they only turn on the satellite TV if they're going to be there for like six or eight months. Like they, mm-hmm. they would normally stay for the summer, 
we'll turn it on for that. But when we go up there, we go to the thrift store and buy, um, we'll take board games. We'll go to the thrift store and buy like uh, puzzles and we'll do puzzles while we're there. We're talk always to looking. each other. Remember that? And what sit, people used to do in the old school. We sit and have dinner and talk to each other. <laughs> and, and the same thing, your body reverts back to sleeping when it's dark and waking up when it's light. It's amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I don't have yeah. the internet around me, I tend to go to sleep when it gets dark at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Um, and then sun rises and I'm like, oh, sun's up. It's time to get up. It's incredible not having all of your luxuries around. Yeah. Brian Court says you're better off using lard than seed oils and your testicles will thank you. (laughs) 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 He's sticking to it, man. I got to appreciate it. It's the the theme. It's the theme. But here, so here's my thing, because I know we're we're kind of we're running out of time real quick here. Um, Josh, I think all of this leads us to when are you going to have the camp over in Nicaragua where we can all come out there and we can all stay and visit with you? When the hell is this happening? And I'm not even kidding. Yeah, you know what? It's 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 been discussed, so I'm not going to say it's off the table. I can't mm-hmm. say that it's explicitly on the table either, but it has been discussed. And like our property is awesome that we live on. They have like mm-hmm. the, the canopy zip lines and stuff about – another 300 feet above us, like all kinds of cool hikes Mm. and stuff like that. Um, So, I mean, there's all kinds of fun things to do here. Uh, But the issue is that because of COVID, flights into Managua are only out of Miami and it's only through one airline. Mm. So coordinating that's a little tough. Um, But what you can do, and this is what we do, is we fly into Liberia, Costa Rica, and then we drive about an hour and 20 minutes to the Costa Rica Nicaragua border and we actually walk across the border and oh, then wow. check in yep and then we check in on the the Nicaraguan side and get our our stamps and then we have a driver pick us up and take us into town so that's doable but the thought that the, the concept right of walking across a border sounds terrifying to most people it's not it's wonderful if you're walking basically basically across a parking lot from one building to the next. So it's truly no big deal, but mm. it sounds terrifying to most people, but that's how we do it. That's the only real hindrance because it, you know, logistically it takes a bit. Yeah, no, this is, it sounds awesome, man. Uh, you know, we gotta, we gotta keep uh, marinating this as time goes yeah. on here and yeah, make this into a thing. Um, so listen, I am going to wrap up because we have hit the nine o'clock, um, hour. I do want to let everyone know, no shows for the rest of the week. I'm taking, uh, some time off. There's a whole bunch of things coming up. We'll be back the following Monday. So that is going on. I'm going to let these guys tell you how you guys can support them, communicate with them and all that. I really do want to thank Josh for coming on. Um, I haven't seen you in a little bit. I think we, we went, we did something in Utah is the last time when I saw you, um, we were, yeah, we were up in the mountains. We rescued some dude. Uh, <laughs> That's the, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> some, some, I think those guys were on dirt bikes or something, and someone got hurt, and yeah. we were driving side-by-sides or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was Gosh. fun. Yeah, I miss you, man. I miss you. This is the, you know, I'm giving you a tough time because, you know, I feel like I can't have easy access, you know, uh, to just hang out with you, but I know you are here in the states from time to time, and you know maybe we got to make plans to come see you. So right on, yeah, come down yeah. here, man. We'd love it. You guys would be awesome. Absolutely. Let me start with Kevin Dixie. I'm gonna let Kevin tell uh, you folks how you can support Kevin Dixie. What he's got coming up. Go for it, Kevin. 
Um, well, real easy. The Real NOC on all your social media platforms. The Real NOC for no other choice. Uh, also, check us out at nootherchoice.com. Uh, you can, uh, the email's there. Uh, ways, to, uh, ways to support us are there. If you are in the firearms industry in any way, shape, form, or fashion, or in the freedom industry, uh, please go to noothechoice.com. Look for the tab that says Training Learn. It's a three-day professional development event uh, that is covering uh, business aspects of what we do with also marrying, the, uh, man marrying that with uh, range activities, uh, different instructors from around the country, so forth and so on. So please look at Train and Learn if you're in the freedom community whatsoever. Um, check out the website. We do have new merch. Uh, this is one of my favorites now. This one says, don't mandate me to madness. Um, that's the <laughs> nice. shirt that's up there. We have um, don't make me act uncivil about my civil rights. Uh, Harriet would have smacked the shit out of you, which is another one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, but a lot of different merch up there. So please go check the merch out. Um, and then support Stogies and Straps. So Stogies and Straps on YouTube. You can also look at The Real NLC on YouTube, but Stogies and Straps on YouTube. Um, and it's also coming to your uh, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all that good old stuff. Um, and stogiesandstraps.com is the website. And that's how you can support. Sign up for training. Do that. Go there. Sign up for training. Absolutely. All right. Let's go to Babyface P. Babyface. Uh, YouTube.com slash Babyface P. Or on Instagram, it's Baby underscore Face P. And that's the letter P. Um, that's pretty much it. I got some stuff on the way. So stay tuned. Yeah, I need to get you. Um, I keep forgetting to give you that uh, microphone thing that I have. Uh, I keep forgetting. Eventually. That. You got to remind me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> make sure you check out uh, Babyface P on YouTube. And then also let's go to Josh. Uh, how can the folks out there who may be interested in communicating with you, finding out more about the different things you have going on, including Brownells, how can they do that? Uh, yeah, hit up brownells.com, brownells Inc. on the on the social medias. I'm the guy that handles all that, or joshuacobra.com for anything else. That's mm -hmm. that's where to go. Um, you can find me on all the socials just under Joshua Cobra. So, yeah, okay. if you're into positivity, uh, love, hugs, and high fives, as well as cigars, let's do it. I'm yeah, absolutely. Blank. Yeah, Josh is on LinkedIn, too. I see he's... He's got stuff on LinkedIn um, as well for anyone who's interested. Um, yeah, let me just say this. I'm going to cut in the end and come back to the words of wisdom. I, uh, I don't know who should do the words of wisdom. I think Josh should do it. I think Josh should do the words of wisdom. Um, but yeah, thanks for all the birthday kudos. Lola says happy birthday, love. Uh, thank, you so, thank you so much, Lola, as well as everyone else who's wishing me happy birthday. I feel like, you know, I'm a pretty fortunate person. I get to do a lot of cool things. I live a pretty great life and all, you know the, the folks on this panel and all you guys out there play a part in that so i thank you i thank you on my birthday for all the awesomeness that you know that i get to do and live you guys help facilitate that and i appreciate it um you know so there you go and uh i'm gonna run in the end and we're gonna come back and my friend josh coburn is gonna hit us with the words of wisdom let me run the end in right now all right, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us here. Um, as I always tell you guys, we're going to rip the audio out of this and throw it up on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, all your favorite places to get your audio podcast from, including you could go to HankStrange.com and you can get the audio podcast right from there and listen to it. Please do check out and support my friends that are on here. NLC, No Other Choice, Kevin Dixie, Babyface P, as well as Josh Coburn. Um, Josh, what are your words of wisdom? Man, you know, uh, so many things, right? 
Uh, short and sweet here, I guess. I'm just some regular dude from the Midwest that's had a chance to live an extraordinarily awesome life surrounded by amazing people such as all of you guys. And it's it's only because I never held back and I just went for shit. And I would encourage those of you that are uh, not happy with the way life is to make some changes and just go do it. Because you know what? As we talked earlier, we're not going to last forever. So make the time today to start making those changes to, to kick ass, the kind of ass that you want to kick. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks so much. I love you, Josh. You and your family. Uh, same Kevin Dix- Dixie. I love you. Babyface P. I love you. All you guys out there. I love you. Lola Strange for sure. Um, and everyone else out there. I love you guys. Um, yeah, man. Keep on rocking. We we will see you guys uh, next time. Let me make sure I press the buttons here. You guys stay right there. Don't go anywhere. Got to make sure I do this right, man. I got to press the right buttons in this thing.